Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the one and only The Sports Cave. What I forget to do? What I forget to do? Forgot to turn that volume down. Fucker, every time. At least it it's working. Be, it wouldn't be The Sports Cave if I didn't do that. I'm Robbie. <laughs> that is Zach. And Zach, I told you I want to dedicate a show to Kevin. It's been a while. We're sleeveless today, baby. Who you got on? Who you got on? I mean, I know, but the audience don't know. Who's the jerk? Uh, I'm wearing. <clears throat> I'm going with the Kobe Bryant lower Marion. Six, six. Kobe Bryant. I like it. Very nice. Salut. Who do you got on there? <clears throat> One of Kobe's uh, really good friends. Oh, Tracy, huh? Tracy McGrady. Ex-Raptor. I think I think if I had to summarize like what team he best performed on, it would have to be the Houston Rockets. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't he have that one? Didn't he get like 13 points in like 30 seconds one game to Yeah, I was seen a clip of that on YouTube. Yep. Against the Spurs, two of all teams against yeah. the Spurs. So yeah. Um what's going on? We got we got uh some people here. What's going on? How's everybody's night zone? How's everybody's Monday night here in Connecticut? Are you ready for that fucking snowstorm coming tomorrow? Yeah, we're getting plowed right now in Toronto or Mississauga where I live. I call uh, we, I we got a fucking episode today for you folks. I said the second I was gonna take this job, it's gonna start snowing like a motherfucker. And guess what? We're gonna get some snow. So that's, that's what happens, baby. That's what's gonna happen. But um we got a lot to talk about, but you see the title here. NHL trade deadline preview, and there's been a bunch of trades going on. Since we've last been on, so at this moment, <clears throat> it is time, ladies and gentlemen, it's Hockey Talk with your host, Zach Roden. Uh, let's do some hockey talk, baby. I really apologize about that, Burp. That that seemed like a good idea at the time. Turn yeah, on. Kev, welcome to the gun show. Um, you, we tried something there, folks. I don't know if that was uh, if that worked. Um, I didn't think I was going to slam the whole Corona during that. If I'm going to be honest with you, big regret now. Do you regret it? Not a big regret at all. It, uh, it actually went down pretty nicely. Uh, I do apologize again for that burp that was offside. Should not have done that. But you heard Robbie. You heard the co-host here. You heard my friend say it is NHL trade deadline talk, baby. Citrus punch or berry punch? For what? Drink. Just like in general, you mean? I have one, two options. Which one? Because <sighs> it's winter, probably berry. You know, it seems like it's more with the uh, like citrus is more of like a summer beverage. You know what I'm saying? Well, Bob, I'm glad you brought that up. I guess we can uh, we can start with that right off the bat. Um, it, it's 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 looking a lot like that is going to be, in fact, the case next Wednesday that Patrick Kane will be a New York Ranger. Nothing's for sure yet. Um, that's just what I'm seeing on Twitter. I'm seeing uh, I know Rear Admiral R.A. from Spin Chicklet said his source are saying is 99 percent already done. 
If I'm correct, I believe that they're still trying to find a third team to maybe dish off another draft pick to and also maybe retain 25%, maybe even more of Kane's salary so they can just basically get him for like a Ryan O'Reilly type contract. You know, like the Leafs are paying $1.8 million for him. Like you get Patrick Kane, I think he's making $10 million. So if they can get 50% retained by Chicago, 25% retained by another team, you're looking at like $2.5 bucks for fucking... <laughs> A guy that has clearly shown he still has it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, how shocking um, because you talked about it when they trade for Tarasenko that it looked like Patrick Kane was almost like done. It's like it wasn't going to happen. I, I didn't think there was a fucking chance because I, I was just sitting there looking. I'm like, just you, you think the rest of the hockey world also felt that way after they made the trade? I, I feel like, yeah, a lot of people said, okay, that door is closed now. Right. Because um, they probably, you know, if you talk to a Rangers fan, they're probably saying there's a glimpse of hope, but. An hour talking about well, like, it was closed. I got terrified. Do you want to know what I? This is what like, just me going off the top of my head. What I think might have happened right after that Tarasenko game or the Tarasenko trade. Patty King came right out and said he was disappointed. He he was kind of you know hoping to be a part of the Rangers, and maybe them hearing that was just like okay, you know what? Maybe he's given so much to Chicago. Chicago hearing him say that, not to say they're going to take less, but maybe they'd be more obliged to be like, okay, you know what? We'll take a good amount for him, but maybe we'll get more from somewhere else. But if he really wants to go to the Rangers, we're willing to take maybe a little bit less, kind of use that as like a leverage point. And maybe they just started hammering it away. I don't is know. That's his, his contract, correct? Yeah. Yeah. And he, yeah. Um, he wanted to get something in return because I'll use a baseball reference. Uh, well, no, they, they did trade for him, so I can't use a baseball reference. I guess we can go back to as far as Cleveland, early on LeBron James, when they lost nothing because he elected to go to South Beach. That's what's going to happen to the Blackhawks. You need to get some return. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, you know what? The, the, that's not to say, like, even if he does go to the Rangers on a rent, because like, the Rangers won't have the cap space to re-sign him. You know what I mean? Like, it would be a peer rental, or at least I don't think so. They could, I guess, move some pieces around, which you probably would to obtain a guy like Patrick Kane and keep him long-term or as long-term as he can. But I just don't see them having the cap space to be able to sign him because it's going to be Pastor Kane's last big contract. You know what I mean? He's not, he's already made a good amount of money. Don't get me wrong. You but feel, he's he's like he won, he's going to want a payday. You think so? Not like a pay pay payday, but he's he's not not going to take fucking five million dollars a year. Okay. I think you're looking at at least the way the salary cap's going. He's probably going to be looking at nine ten million bucks a year. Yeah, like so he'll be asking for something like that. I don't I don't know if he's going to get it, but that's my guess of what he's going to be looking for. So I could definitely see um, if he is going to go anywhere, Bob. Uh, I think the Rangers are the Rangers in fact are bust for him, right? No one else is probably going to go after him. The Rangers are bust. Well, you know what? You really never know, though. I mean, because it is kind of up to him in the end of the day because he has that um, the uh, no trade agreement. Okay. So he's got to he's got to basically choose where he goes. So, but I mean, if a team like I don't really think Boston would go after him, but like if a team of like that caliber, like even the Rangers caliber, or another. Another team sort of at that level wants to trade for him and go for a cup. I don't see why that wouldn't be appealing for him. You know, like might as well give it another kick of the can. You've already won three. You know how sweet it is to win. You never get sick and tired of doing it. We got a breaking news coming out of the NBA with Shams. Uh Oh, what happened? There's fear that LeBron James is expected to miss a period of time with the right foot injury that he sustained last night and played through. Well, I did hear him. I saw the video where he said he heard it pop or felt it pop. Yep, and he still played through it. That's insane. Hell of a game, though. 
we will we'll be getting into that game. We got a lot of hockey to talk about, but I feel like that yeah. kind of notice because it's LeBron James and the Lakers. It's the greatest of all time. You know what I mean? You watch your fucking manners. Um, let me just get. I took a screenshot here. So, yeah, I guess um for the Patrick Kane debacle, I mean that's that's kind of. Let me see what Robbie has here with that because I know you brought up, yeah, the Rangers. I mean, if they get Patrick Kane, dude, that's the biggest threat to the Bruins. If that's the case, or do you have to put the Leafs in there? Because you know what? It's like the, moves, I, the Lightning, the Leafs, the Leafs. Man, they're making great moves. Lightning are making great moves. Boston made Devils. a great. Like it's Devils are making. It, moves. it seems like all the teams in the East are fucking bolstering up here. So you know what's going to happen? What it's looking like? The first round is going to be the New Jersey Devils against the New York Rangers, and that might. I know Toronto's probably going to face Tampa or is probably 100% guaranteed going to play Tampa. I think Rangers-Devils is going to be the best first-round series. Yeah, I, that, I agree with that because, you know what, the Devils, the Rangers, tri-state area, rivalry, absolutely. And it's just two super fucking skilled teams, not to say that Toronto and Tampa aren't, but I just think it's going to be, uh, that, that'll be fireworks, that series. And I, I really don't know where who I'd lean to. I mean, if they got Patrick Kane, I guess I'd have to be going with the Rangers. But Rangers either way, even if they don't get Patrick Kane, Igor Shosturkin. Yeah, he has the experience. He's won the won the uh, won the Vesna. Yep. Oh, uh, <laughs> you okay, could. Here we go. Um, <clears throat> Bob, I'm just Steve in here. He's actually gonna see what Steve the show here. message. He defend himself right now. So well, hockey is known for fighting and arguments. According to my sources, I found out why Steve is so ugly. He was told every time he strikes out playing baseball, he would be hit in the face with a wiffle ball bat. Parents threw, went through 10 wiffle ball bats. Jesus Christ, Bob. That, that's a that's um that's an interesting fact to know about my friend Steve. Um, well, no wonder why he doesn't like the game of baseball anymore. That makes sense. Well, uh, I guess moving on from Steve and also moving on from Patrick Kane. Let's see. We will. Uh, I don't know what we're going to be doing for next week's episode because I'm landing from Vancouver. I land in Toronto at eight fifteen, so I will unfortunately be missing the podcast. You said you're busy Tuesday, right? Yeah, I got basketball practice Tuesdays. Yes, well, sir. we'll have to do. We'll have to do something because it's the trade deadline. Maybe we'll do it. Yeah, Thursday next week. We'll see what time. I got a basketball game next Thursday. Okay, maybe we'll do a later Thursday episode. Friday, the next three weeks, I'm fucking filled. We do this on Mondays. Tuesdays, I have basketball practice, although I don't think I'm going to have a basketball practice tomorrow because of the snow. Wednesdays, I got a bowling league. Thursday and Friday, I have games for the next three fucking weeks. Nice. It's a repeat of cycle. Well, get that grind in, son. That's what it's all about. Um, but you know what? I would like to go over uh, a couple more trades for this pre-trade deadline that I have seen uh, so far. I mean, this has actually been pretty exciting. Uh, people that aren't really NHL fans, what you don't realize is the NHL trade deadline is usually boring as fuck. It's okay. not like the yeah. NBA trade deadline where the NHL and NFL have adapted to it because the NFL trade yes. deadline is boring as hell too. NBA and MLB, there was always something going on. NFL, exactly. Or- Maybe when I was a kid, the one that really stands out to me the most is when the Patriots traded Randy Moss to the 49ers. That's the only thing that ever stands out to me. Well, there you go. Uh, well, so far... You never see them trade a quarterback. At the yeah. trade. That'll never happen. <laughs> yeah, get rid of that receiver first. Um, I'll start with the smallest ones. Um, so far, we'll work way up to the uh, the bigger fellas. 
That's what she said. <clears throat> Slut. Uh, Jack Johnson returning to the team he won a Stanley Cup with last year, the Colorado Avalanche, a team that he did play a pretty big role in with. Great defensive shutdown guy. Um, and he was a one-for-one one from Chicago to Colorado. Chicago receives Andreas Englund. Uh, I feel like I've heard that name before, but I, it's not really ringing that much of a bell for me, to be honest with you. So it's a role player for a role player. Um, nothing really like that massive about that. Um, I guess I'll save the one that happened most recently for the last one. We'll go with the two pretty fucking big blockbusters that happened last night in the NHL. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one on the trade bait trade deadline list was Timo Meyer. And he is shipped off that list. He is no longer a part of the San Jose Sharks. Welcome he joins what Jack. already is a fucking unreal New Jersey Devils offense. So all he's going to do is bolster that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll be honest with you. Uh, San Jose got fucking rinsed. Like, I, I mean, yes, they got a first round pick, uh, conditional first round pick, I should say, which is going to be a first round pick because I think it's lottery protected or something like that or. I can't. I can't exactly remember what the condition is. Uh, I'll just. I'll read it out. San Jose receives Nikita Okuth. I've never heard of this guy before. Andreas Janssen, who was a Leaf back in the day. Um, not a very good. Like I mean, okay player. He's a fill-in guy. Fabian Zetterland, Shakir. Jesus Christ, that's a hockey last name. Mukama Dulin. <laughs> yeah, now you know how I feel. You fucking bitch. <laughs> All right. That sounds like Middle Eastern. I just kind of a surprising hockey last name, to be honest with you. Not to say anything. I just you just don't see that name last name in hockey very often. Okay, I like seeing it. It's, game's adapting. It's growing. Zachary, twenty twenty three conditional first, twenty twenty four conditional second, twenty twenty four seventh round pick. That's what San Jose receives. The New Jersey Devils receive Timo Meyer, Scott Harrington, Timur Ibagimov, Santeri Hataki Hataka. Another not really fucking hockey name. Zachary Amond and a 2024 fifth rounder. Obviously, the bigger pieces in that are Timo Meyer and Scott Harrington could be a pretty, he could be like a top six defenseman fill in maybe from time to time when someone's injured. He's a, a good like seventh D to have on your team. You know who's a good fan that we have now? Who? Avery, who just followed us about 45 minutes an hour ago, has subscribed to our channel. Xavier, you're beautiful. Wow. So much, Xavier. And this is why he's Holy my shit, Thanks, brother. Um, Isaiah. Jules, Chanel, hey, buddy. How are you? Chanel says hello, uh, as well as Isaiah. Hello, and I hope Chanel is doing well with you, Isaiah. I hope uh, you're having fun dog sitting there. Hello to Zach. Yeah, well, normally, uh, I just I got to comment what Kev said. At least need a goalie. Normally now, normally I would agree uh, with that statement because last couple of years, it's been fucking tough for the Leafs in the goalie category. This year, the way Samsonov's been playing, I'm not worried. It's almost like Jack Campbell happening but again. But, but I, I, I don't know what it was, man. Every time, especially maybe not the first year he was with us, but all through that last year he was with us. It's like every time that guy was in net, I'd be like, be that thought in my head, like, fuck, there's something about the. I just, not, I'm not confident in this guy at all. Like he was a tough guy for me to get behind. Yeah, you a real one, according to Robbie. Correct. Well, yeah, that's another sub right there, baby. That's uh, that's a beautiful thing. We definitely appreciate that, folks. 
You got you a lot spend of your hard-earned money on us. We will. Oh, hey, everybody, how's everybody's uh, Monday nights going here, huh? Hope everyone's. Oh, fuck happy. yeah. You're in for a big treat. A lot of shit to and, talk And Steve and Bob are going at it again. For those okay, anyways, in the chat, it's going to be entertaining. <laughs> going back into that Timo Meyer trade, uh, huge, huge trade for the Devils. You're getting a guy that's going to hit the fuck out of people. You're getting a guy that's going to score you 30 goals in a season, 60 to 70 points. He's a guy I really wanted the Leafs to get. Very happy they got O'Reilly. Um, definitely going to help the Devils. And it's like you see them make that trade. Tampa sees, I guess I probably should talk about the Boston Bruins trade too. I don't even get a picture of that one. Hold on. We haven't talked about that one either because this one happened beforehand. Dad was asking earlier, what are they going to do to bulk up their squad, the Bruins? Uh, Boston Bruins trade. I know the guys I know they got were Garrett Hathaway and Dmitry Orlov. Who I mean, man, that when I saw that trade, I was like, "Fuck!" I'm like, "That is Orlov is a solid shutdown defenseman. Hathaway is a fucking piece of shit to play against. He's just a like a like another shitty version of Marsha, and he's not going to score like that. But he's going to fucking be an absolute. He's just like one of those guys. Like I've always said, you you hate to have him, hate to face him, love to have him on your team. Mm. A pest out there. Um, I can't even remember what the fuck they gave up. But it doesn't really even matter what they gave up because it just made Boston Bruins that much more scary and that much more hard to beat. I see you got a little smirk on your face. Are these comments just going fucking crazy over here? Steve it was your mom, Steve, after I took a dump on her face. Jesus Christ, Bob, for fuck's sakes. Oh, Bob, thank you for the, for the sub, by the way, too. Yes, thank you very much again, Dad. Uh, he said, yeah, let's listen to the brain-dead Bob Clark. Where do we start? Did the alcohol do it? Was it the car accidents? Or is it the 12 inmates having their way with him in the showers? No way to truly tell, but the true crime his true, true crime his. We let this man teach children golf lessons. Poor kids. <laughs> Kev, to answer your question right there, Ovi is uh, is 100% retiring at Washington Capitol. He is never going anywhere. Ovi and Sidney Crosby will never go anywhere, right? Yeah, they'll both stay. Um, they both won. If he had never won a cup, I'd say uh, for fucking sure he's going to walk somewhere because I don't think Washington's in, in that uh, right. in that conversation anymore. Right. Um. So he's yeah he's not going anywhere, but uh, keeping it going with the trade. So it's kind of like a domino effect. So Toronto makes that trade to get Ryan O'Reilly, and that you know they're looking good. And then you see Boston go. You know what? Okay, they made that trade. Let's bolster us up a little bit. So Boston goes out. They acquire Dmitry Orlov and Garrett Hathaway or Garner Hathaway, just as I talked about a few minutes ago. And then you see the Devils go, oh, shit. Boston made a good trade. Toronto made a good trade. Maybe we got to do something. Boom. They go and land Timo Meyer. So what happens next? Tampa Bay goes, hmm. Well, everyone in the East is making trades. I mean, I feel like we have to go do something. And what did Tampa Bay go and do, Robbie? What did they go and do? Same thing they've been doing the last couple of years. Another rental. Just, uh, one, of, one of the big, I mean, I don't even know what to say, because when I saw this trade yesterday, I fucking sparked up because I'm like, not to, say, not to put any shame on Tanner Genoa, he's a hell of a hockey player, but the fact that Nashville received that much more for Tanner Genoa than the fucking Sharks received for Timo Meyer should say something. Yeah. It was a desperation move by the Lightning, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I would say so. I think they felt like their backs were against the wall. They and they've been playing some great hockey as of late. So you know what? They're kind of going, fuck, you know what? Like we're right there. We still have might as well 
you know what the way I said, uh, the way I will say about Tampa Bay is clearly it's working. You know, last three years they've traded a first round pick away for. I don't even know if Geno's a rental player. He might still have some term left, but if not, they'll have to do something to sign him. Um, but clearly it's working. They got Blake Coleman, won a Stanley Cup. He left. Traded for Nick Paul. Made it to the Cup Finals. Lost to the Avalanche. Yeah. Who knows what's going to happen this year. So if it ain't broke, don't fix it, I guess, is uh, what the old saying is, right? Always. Always. And Tanner, you know, I just want to bring up his stats this year because he, um, fuck, I remember last year, man, that guy, he's like, he was, I think he was a rookie last year, if I'm, if I'm correct. But he does everything. Like, kind of, honestly, sort of similar to Timo Meyer. Let's go career statistics here. Well, okay, I mean, doesn't doesn't score near as much as Timo Meyer. He had a decent... Uh, Rookie season last year, he got 41 points in 81 games, which 130 hits. Jesus Christ. Okay, now let me tell you Timo Meyer last year. So that was him, 41 points, 130 hits in 81 games. Timo Meyer, one year older, so basically the same same age. He's 26. The other guy's 25. Last year, Timo Meyer, 76 points. Uh, oh, sorry, that was 130 penalty in minutes. Not hits. My apologies. Jesus Christ. I saw, you know what it is? You're drunk already. You had one crying. No, drunk. I, I, cause I, I was looking. Why do you have penalty minutes? Like, why is that an important stat to have in Wikipedia? It should be fucking hits. You know well, what I mean? That's the first problem here on Wikipedia. Yeah, you're right. I should be going to hockey DB. Okay. Uh, okay. Now we're at hockey DB. Okay. Last year, Timo Meyer. Like I said, 76 points. Does this really not have hits either? Are you fucking shitting me right now? Anyways, he fucking hit a lot last year, okay? Just go look at the tape. Go on YouTube. Yeah, go search it up. You want to see some body contact. Anyways. Um, so I guess we'll we'll leave it at that with Timo Meyer and the Tyner Geno trade. Uh, How about the- quite a fucking overpay. No, I, I got one more to talk about. I'm just going to compare excited. the two. Um, and then what happens today, folks? The dominoes continue to fall. And Kyle Dubas making a case for GM of the year. My God, he is getting my dick hard as a rock. It just seems like he's making all the moves. Don't give me that look. Don't give me that look. It seems like he's making all the moves to finally at least win a playoff series. I, I, you know, I mean, it's just he's making the moves that we need to make. Making your cock hard too, I guess. Fucking right, he is. Thank you, Dubas. Uh, Today, Kyle Dubas. Yeah. Makes a trade with the Chicago Blackhawks uh-huh. and receive defenseman. Yeah. Jake McCabe. Yeah. Centerman. Third or fourth line centerman. He will be on uh on Toronto if he plays. Sam Lafferty. Eh. And conditional fifth round picks in twenty twenty four and twenty twenty five. And what did we give up? Joey Anderson, who was a guy in our prospect pool who I thought, you know, could be something one day, but well, we got too Again, much right now to even have too many skill guys for it to even give him a second chance. Don't care about him. Pavel Gogolev, never heard of that guy. Don't fucking care about him. Conditional 2025 first round pick, and the condition is his lottery protected, so it's going to be a 2025 first round pick going their way because there's no chance they're going to be a lottery team. And a 2026 second round pick. So, yes, you are giving up a first and a second, but McCabe 
is the fucking defenseman that Toronto needs. He is a hard-hitting guy. He's a stay-at-home guy. He's going to log. I mean, at Chicago, he was logging 20 minutes a game. On Toronto, he t- I'm probably going to guess him to be anywhere from 14 to 16. Maybe up in that. Maybe he'll reach the 18 to 20 mark, but I think he's probably going to be a fifth, sixth defenseman for us. You impressed me the uh, most. You, I was going to say, you actually pointed out a pretty interesting stat today, and yeah, you, have, you go right ahead. You know, I looked up some of the tape, and then I was going through his stats prior to the show. And to be on one of the worst teams in hockey, Chicago Blackhawks, one of the bottom feeding teams in the league, and for you to be a plus seven, the plus minus category is outstanding. So now you're going to a team where, you know, there's more offensive firepower. That plus seven could easily double to plus 14 if we're going to be honest. I'm actually going to search up because a lot of the times they do the, and I have websites where they say like the projected lines for the next game. I want to see if they've already have one with um with him in there. I've never been probably more not. You know not my, because you know they probably have to go. You know what I've been preaching for the Leafs. I'm not a big Leaf fan like you, but the one thing that stands out every time I watch these games, we're so gifted offensively, but the second the first defensive line shifts, we're fucked. Well, that bringing a guy like that in is going to be uh, is going to be very, very nice. Okay, so they have him right now slated as the in the third D pair, Jake McCabe with uh, Rasmus Sandin. Man, this is a this is honestly one of the best defense the defense the Leafs have had in in years that I'm seeing. Did you see the fucking hit I sent you on on Twitter? Yeah. That's what we're getting. If that guy lays a hit like that at fucking Scotia Bank Arena. The goddamn roof might come off. Ladies and gentlemen, it's February 27th, 2023. I'm not going to say it. Is this the Leafs year? Like I said, every team is making moves. This is the year where, in my opinion, it is so wide open. I'll say that. There's so many good teams that I feel like there really is a handful, if not fucking six or seven teams that could win the cup this year. I don't think it's anyone's year. I think this is going to be the most, not wide open. That was probably the bad word to use. Probably like the most competitive. Like really, it could fucking go either way. Okay. Could be Carolina, Boston, Tampa, Colorado. Could be even fucking Winnipeg's playing great. Maybe they go on a run. Could be Toronto. Could be, um, I know I'm missing a couple teams there. Could be the Devils. Carolina, did you say? I don't know if I said Carolina. Very well could be Carolina. That, no, we just keep redo, your, redo it. So Boston, Toronto, okay, Boston, Tampa, Boston could win. Yep. Rangers? Or do they Rangers, got the I, I mean, fuck, they could win. They, they've been the hottest team the last probably 25 games in the league. There's four right there. Carolina? Five. Put Pittsburgh in the equation? No, they're shit now. They, they might not even make the playoffs. Okay, Washington are they the equation or they're going to make the playoffs, but they're not in the equation to win. Devils. I mean, if they keep going on the run they're doing, who's to say they can't? I I don't see them gonna. I don't see them winning, but fuck, they're at the top of the league, so obviously they're doing something right. Too far out, even with Bo Hovart. With that trade, you never know. And plus, the Islanders—they're like such a gritty, shutdown team that they're kind of—they are a tough team to beat in a seven-game series. So. Really, I mean, it's it, this is going to be a very interesting, very interesting rest of the trade deadline. Very interesting rest of the season, and fuck me, are we going to have an exciting playoffs this year? Beautiful. 
And let's just hope we see a run from our Toronto Maple Leafs, baby. Come on, baby. I believe in you, boys. Go Leafs, go. I believe in you, boys. Uh, let's see what else you had here. That actually might be it for the hockey, isn't it? Let me uh, take a I look at the photos. Amazing text from my grandmother. She oh. said, you go to UConn right now and announce the game because these announcers suck. Well, there you go. Um, and I almost missed something. Probably one of the biggest hockey, maybe not even news. Hockey goals that's happened yeah. that I've seen in the longest time. Linus Olmark, Linus Olmark, I have the fuck you say his name, from having a, a historic year, just the way he's playing, um, just adds to that already impressive resume for a Vesna this year by scoring a fucking goal. Folks, you heard that right. The goalie scored a fucking goal. Kind of a snipe, too. I mean, I'm not going to give him credit. It was not like a little flutter ball. Like he put some fucking beef into that, that bitch. Like he, your arms right there, Robbie. He put two of those salamis right into that shot. I damn right he did. Hate say, hate that it's Boston. You know what I mean? But what can you do? Hey, what about the? Uh, you know, we talked about the Rangers, but we didn't talk about the big. <laughs> when he's choke. <laughs> oh my god! Yes, that was a nut- good fucking. Thank you for reminding me. In some more weird hockey news to report, um, Keandre Miller, defenseman of the New York Rangers, in my opinion, is probably facing a suspension after he not only spat on Drew Doughty's face, it looked like a fucking snot rocket that he blasted off this guy's schnoz. Like, that was a fat amount of spit. And he's fucking, honestly, man, he's lucky he got out of that arena alive. Like people, you will get fucking murdered for that shit. <laughs> yeah, he. I, I don't know what the fuck he was thinking there. And then you just hear the announcers are like, "I don't know what they're looking for." And then the ref comes on the mic and he's like, "Oh." And then they yeah. did his well. They're like, "That's fucking disrespectful." That's the first time I've ever seen that happen. A guy gets suspended for spitting a profuse amount onto another hockey player's face. Yeah, it's not. It's like that was building up. That shit. I would have no, I would have no problem seeing a suspension for that. Yeah, absolutely no. none. That's fucking disgusting in any sport that you play, or or in real life. If you do that in your beer league, you know you're a fucking pussy for that. I remember I had a guy in my, a kid in my hockey team, who uh, when I was growing up playing rep hockey, he fucking spat on a. We were in a tournament playing. I think it was Barry. Call him the Farm Boys. Mm-hmm. It's a bunch of big country fucks, and he spat on one of their faces, and just proceeded to get. The absolute shit kicked out of him. And you're not you're not help you're not jumping in to help your boy out if he fucking horks a loogie on the guy's face. You gotta sit there and just go, you know what? You're gonna have to learn a lesson on this one, buddy. Yep. You're gonna have to learn a lesson on this one. 100%, 100%. What else did I have? I think I wrote some other hockey shit in there, but I think that was it, isn't it? Did we, did we touch base on JT Miller? We did not touch base on JT Miller. Uh I guess that'd be the way to close it out, because that's probably if what I'm Word on the street is he's being shopped. You know, teams are calling. Vancouver's in a position where you might as well try to tank for Bedard. You're not going to get rid of Elias Patterson. You know what I mean? JT Miller's probably a guy you could part with. And he just has such shitty body language out there for the for the, for the Canucks. Like, it looks like he does not want to be there. I think anybody wants to be no. in Vancouver right now. No, it's, it's tough times for the Canucks, but 
Apparently, some teams have called for him. Um, we'll have to wait and see on Wednesday to see if something does, in fact, happen. It's going to be very interesting. I'm telling you, I'm excited for this week. So stay tuned, folks, because next episode, we will be doing a whole review of the trade deadline, not a preview, a review. I guess I'll be two weeks from now. <laughs> yeah, probably will be a little bit later on, but two weeks. We'll try to squeeze one in sometime, maybe, you know, maybe like a Saturday or something or. We'll see what happens. We'll figure this shit out. But yeah. uh, trade deadlines this Wednesday. This Wednesday, March third, trade deadline. The day you're already going to Vancouver by then. That I go to Vancouver. Yeah. No, I leave. I leave Wednesday night, so I, I get. I, I'll be at work all day for the trade deadline. That sucks. Sorry, Kyle. Oh. <laughs> now we're in fucking. We're in crunch mode right now, Rob. We got to get this shit done. And you're taking vacation. Hey, I tried to go in the early February. You can ask Kev. Kevin said Cajona. no. Kevin didn't say no. The big Cajona said no. There's a. Like the. And he, you know what? And I bet you he's. I mean, probably wishes I would have went in February now. Because <laughs> it's fucking pretty <laughs> hectic right now. Uh, Kev, I feel bad for going. I apologize. I don't know it was going to be like this. Well, Kevin, if I was able to get my money back, I probably would refund it, but uh, it'd be very expensive not to go now. Kevin said, LOL. <laughs> uh, don't worry, Kev. We're going to get this place done. <laughs> All right. That's it for hockey, huh? Yeah. Um, Lots to talk about with hockey there. Yeah, that was a that was a doozy. Well, I guess we might as well go into the Lakers. Um, you know, it was a celebration now. What's going to happen with LeBron? What's going to happen because they're already without D'Angelo Russell before the LeBron James injury occurred as uh, he has an ankle injury. LeBron James last night uh, eventually landed on his foot wrong, and you can hear him say that, I felt it pop. And he continued to play the rest of the game on that same foot. And Not with, smart. With that foot injury, I want you to hear his fucking stats because that's insane what the fuck this dude did, man. He went off. 26 points, 8 rebounds, 3 assists, a steal, and a block. And the block was a chase down block in Kyrie Irving, but I'm I saw that. Um, Fuck. In that game, the Lakers were down as much as 27. Um, yep. Were 0 and 138 when trailing by 27 points. Um, I don't know if it was teams or the Lakers history. Probably the Lakers history, I'm going to presume. And, and they won. They've won. Spilled my beer. Yeah, I could tell. I could tell. Well, I don't have a bottle opener, so I'm using a beam clamp from work. Uh, and it's not exactly the easiest bottle opener at the moment. Doesn't look. I like did. I did it so clean the first time that I thought maybe it was going to work out well. How did it work out? Foamy. Well, it's it wasn't bad by any means, but I got a little bit of spillage on the uh, on the sweats. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is what happens when you don't get your own beer. Corona. Coronavirus. Well, I wasn't expecting a drink. You kind of, you're a terrible influence. You're welcome. You're welcome. Right. Um, so I ask you, Zachary, Lakers, I believe, are two games out from the 10 slot. If it's an extended period of time, we're already at the end of the season. 25 yeah, games this... for both teams. Are the Lakers this, gonna uh sorry, I, I I don't know why I started talking when you were talking. What was the question? Are the Lakers 
going to miss the play-in and the playoffs. No D'Angelo Russell, no LeBron James, and you have to knock on woods every day of your life that nothing happens to Anthony Davis. I think even with something, nothing happened to Anthony Davis, if he's the only one commanding that ship, it is going to be an uphill battle for Lakers. Not only just to get in, but like they get in, who knows how long LeBron's going to be out for. Well, without LeBron, that team is there's no chance of them doing anything. Like, let's just be honest. D'Angelo Russell is doubtful for Tuesday's matchup against the Grizzlies. Russell missed a second straight contest after suffering a right ankle sprain during the first game following the All-Star break. So you got that. Lost for the Lakers. And uh, LeBron James is seeking multiple opinions as it pertains to this foot injury. Could end in surgery, could end no surgery, could end with, you know, cortisone shots, who knows? Well, you know LeBron, I mean, he's probably going to try to do what he can to get out there because he does look like they have a shot at maybe doing something this year the way they've been playing. Well, they're 5-1 and one since they trade away Russell Westbrook. They've been incredible. Yeah. Because they they took care of what they needed. They have shooters. Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt, Rui Hachimura, D'Angelo Russell. You got Hachimura! You got people who can spread the floor. That's yeah, what, you know, they did exactly what they needed to do for that trade deadline. You know, it, it just, it, it never worked out. It never worked out with Russell Westbrook like I anticipated. And sometimes you don't need the best, like, would Luca fit in there with LeBron? I don't know because they're both ball dominant guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not to say that it wouldn't on paper. It's it's damn it. It's like the Brooklyn Nets, the big three, but it never worked out. You know, on paper it looks really nice, but if you don't make shit of it, then why does it matter? Yeah, that, that looked real nice on paper. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Do the Lakers go after free agent like a Carmelo Anthony? No, because they would have brought back Carmelo Anthony before the season started. Car- Carmelo taking Carmelo now with the Brooklyn Nets this year when Kevin Durant wanted him, but the front office said no. So at this point, we have to assume that Melo's not suiting up for anybody. No, Melo's done. Melo, Boogie. End of an era. Melo, Boogie, Dwight Howard, they're all done. They're all done. They played 16 games, Xavier, I'm pretty sure. So minus the two games that you said, I think it was 16. Damn it. That's pathetic. Anyways, what well, could to... have been, Robbie? What could have been? As I glance up and look at my Raptors championship picture. Yeah, turn that fucking camera off. They will. I want to see who see me cry. We'll see. Damn it. Damn it all the hell. Well, tough season for Brooklyn, but uh enough talking about those Mavs losers. For a second, though. Can we talk about the Mavs? Because to, I'm not surprised that they got up to, you know, a 27-point lead against Lakers. Lakers clearly are not what they were when they won their championship. Yeah. How the fuck do you blow a lead like that? To, to put it all on Jared Vanderbilt, a bench player for the Lakers, and make him seem like a hero? No, 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 no. Something happened there. Yeah. You don't to be up by 27 points, that, that's, that's got to be a lock. And here's my thing with Luka that I tell everybody. Oh, Kyrie and Luka together, it's going to be amazing, but... No, it's not. Because you know how many times in the fourth quarter I watched Luca dribble, 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 all the way down to the end of the shot clock. And then he wasn't even kicking out to Kyrie. It could be Reggie Bullock, Tim Hardaway, Dwight Powell. 
that's the problem with Luca. He's a great, great ball player. But if I'm Jason Kidd, the best player in the fourth quarter in the NBA in terms of scoring is Kyrie Irving. Luca, yeah, you the ball the first, second, and third. Fourth quarter, Kyrie, go cook. Go cook. Well, I feel like that's going to be tough for Luca to accept, though. Do you want to win a championship? Yeah, no, I, I mean, I'm not disagreeing I'm not with you. Every single game, but primarily in the fourth quarter, the ball should be in Kyrie Irving's hands. And let's face well, it, let's face it, Kyrie's not going to be a Maverick next year. Kyrie will be a Laker. It's yeah, it's looking like it. That'll be an interesting reunion. Kyrie and Luca together. Yep, and I'll tell you why the other the reason that's that happened. Dorian Finney-Smith played such a big impact for that Mavs team. He ain't doing shit with the Nets right now, but Dorian Finney-Smith can guard all positions and shoot proficiently from three. Could you name one elite defender on the Dallas Mavericks right now? I honestly don't think I could. The best defender is the guy who sees zero minutes, and that's JaVale McGee. Another guy way past his prime. That's why I'm surprised Mark Cuban elected to go for Kyrie and give up Dinwiddie, Smith, and Pick. Oh, it's the fucking, it's the appeal of it. You're getting, sure, you know no, what I mean? But is Mark Cuban so sure that he, I feel like Mark Cuban is smart enough to know Kyrie's not going to stay in Dallas. I think we all know Kyrie's destination is LA with LeBron. I don't know, maybe Cuban works that magic. And who knows? Chris Paul's up there in age. What if he tries to go join Phoenix? To go back with his buddy Durant. Chris Paul joins Phoenix, he said? No, 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 no. Kyrie Irving. Kyrie. Wow. I don't even think that was in the play. You mean to tell me that Phoenix wouldn't find a way to get rid of Chris Paul? Do you realize that they offered Chris Paul? Yeah. And Kyrie Irving? Yeah. Phoenix would do whatever it takes to get rid of Chris Paul to bring in Kyrie Irving. They do everything it takes. All right. I wouldn't blame him. Dwight Powell is a good defender, but he's nowhere near what Dorian Finney-Smith was for that team. Dwight Powell can't guard one through five. I hear you, Kev, because Dwight Powell is a good defender, but he can't guard Canadian. one through five. Canadian. All right. So, touch base on that. Now we got to talk about Damian fucking Lillard. Ooh, what a week to have him in fantasy last week, baby. You know how badly I want him on my team, but I know he's just going to get hurt again like he did last year? He's not getting hurt now. He is riding. He is. I mean, realistically, we got we got since he's come back from that injury, he's, what has he been? Top three point guards? Probably top because Steph's missed so, many, so much time. Like, he has been on fire, man. I listened to the clip for uh, J.J. Reddick's podcast, and I think he's right. If you had to go one, two, since January, the best guards in the NBA, number one is Damian Lillard, and number two is Jalen Brunson from the Knicks. He has been cooking, too. Another guy having fantasy. Who was it? The other the other game, there was a fucking babe that was in the stand sitting courtside. Yep. And I saw those memes on Twitter. I was like, oh, that's why Brunson's just cooking right now. Hmm. Steve said, enjoy. You're still going to lose this week, Zach. Who am I facing this week? I don't even fucking, I don't even know if I set my lineup. Steve? Yep. Shit. I hope I set my lineup. 71 points on they ass. You're damn right, Xavier. 
And he had 41 at the half sack. 41 at halftime with like eight three-pointers made. And in that first half, too, he was like two steps in from half court on the left side of the court. Yeah. So you're in the middle where it's closer to the rim. That's like a 50 foot fucking shot. And he splashed it effort effortlessly. His, his range is ridiculous. It is. It is ridiculous. He has, you know, he has the most range in the NBA more than Curry. Curry set the bar and Dame's exceeded it. Jeez. I'm not having a good start in fantasy so far. My God. Good. You deserve it. Um, so I ask you this, Zachary. Yeah. When it comes to Damian Lillard and Bradley Beal, the one thing I think a lot of fans always stress is there's no loyalty in the NBA. Steph's got everything he's got in Golden State. He'll he'll remain a warrior for life. Is it time for Dame and Bradley Beal to get me out of here? I I mean, I feel like if I feel like if they would have wanted that, they could have had that for years now. My, my problem with but Dame, I, dude, is Dame is one of the greatest point guards to ever play. All right. You argue if he's top 75 or not because the championship. All right. He made the list over Kyrie Irving, but I think that Kyrie should be in the top 75 over Dame. The NBA board disagreed. Kyrie well, that championship does play a big part in it. Championship. Exactly. So I feel that Dame oh. get the recognition that he deserves staying out there in Portland and being an absolute nobody. Well, not an absolute nobody. I mean, let's fucking pump the brakes right there. Okay, but if Dame hit that same shot that he hit two feet from half court at, at Crypto Arena in L.A., at oh, Madison yeah. Square Garden in Miami, Scotiabank Arena, in Chicago, <laughs> Seth, that'd be all over the world. That would be a... <laughs> I mean, if, all over the world. If I were him, you're fucking right. I'd be trying to go somewhere to win a championship because you know any team would be looking to bring that guy in. Hell yeah. And they would find ways to do it. I'll tell you what teams should really, 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 really think about it. What team is that? The New York Knicks. You know what? It has been so long since... RJ Barrett. Jalen Brunson already proved that he could play sidekick when he did with Luka. Okay? If you can get rid of Barrett, a couple picks, and whatever role player Evan Fournier to dish out that contract to even out the balance to bring in Dame and one more piece, the Knicks would be fucking scared. Julius Randle, Jalen Brunson, Damian Lillard. Dame. Yeah, that'd be a scary big three right there. How many draft picks would have to go back? Jesus Christ. Well, I'll tell you what. If they weren't willing to do four for Donovan Mitchell, they better be willing to do four first-round picks for Damian Lillard. Because look where he got Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell is elite, a superstar. They missed out. And I said that. They should have yeah. trade away picks. Picks are nothing but a number, especially when the last draft pick that you had to hit, like superstar or star level-wise, was Kristaps Porzingis. RJ he hasn't been there for years. R.J. Barrett's great, but he ain't at the level Porzingis was when he was a Nick. Yeah, that's true. He's, he's uh, I don't think he's ever going to get to that sort of level. What, uh, what else do you go? I want to make sure that was noted out there with Damian Lillard because that can't go unnoticed. And what's even crazier is they were still double teaming and triple teaming. And what's even the biggest thing to me, they faced the Rockets and he only won by 10 when he scored 71. Yeah. Like, fuck's sakes. 
Also, um, another team we have to talk about is the Rockets because I saw a list on Twitter yesterday of the offensive explosion from players so far this season against the Rockets, and the list is astronomical. Yeah, I think I liked that on Twitter and retweeted. Maybe yeah, that's what they, saw. they got fucking... Like, so many people have just been dropping season highs on them. Shitting on them. The biggest fat fucking dump on them, dude. Are you checking your likes right now? Yeah, I didn't put it on my likes. I really have got to start fucking remembering to like shit. That's all I do is normally hit the likes. Um, Let me see if I can do a search bar here on Twitter, because obviously Dame's on there. I think Luca was on there. Yeah. Yeah, it was like 71, 60. There it is. Got it. Yeah, here you go. Read this Three out. explosions versus the Rockets this season. Damian Lillard, 71. Luka Doncic, 50. Laurie Markin and John Morant, 49. LeBron James, 48. Giannis, Anthony Edwards, Trey Young, 44. Shai Gilgis, Alexander, Clay Thompson, 42. Clay Thompson again, 41. Devin Booker, 41. Tyler Hero, 41. Just, it is it is a rough time for Houston, but I mean it's it's looking like you guys might be having a reunion with Mister uh, James Harden. So, do you do RJ Bear, Obi Toppin, and two or three first round picks? If you're the Knicks, you do it. If you're the Blazers, you say no. You say you're giving me four to five first round picks. Yeah, I was gonna say you, you're you're gonna give me RJ. Look Bear, at the player you're getting, Obi Toppin. You're gonna give me Emmanuel quickly, and if we have to throw in Evan Fournier, and we'll throw a player back, a player to be determined. And four for five picks. And if you're a Knicks fan and you say no, you're losing your goddamn mind because picks ain't nothing. They're not nothing. In in the illustrious history of the New York Knicks, let's be honest. How many first round picks have hit? Patrick Ewing, Allen Houston. Can't tell you early on in the days if Walt Clyde Frazier was a first round pick. Not many have hit. And when they yeah. do hit, they're gone. So you might as well go for it. Go for Plus, it. When it When's the last time New York has had like an exciting team? Carmelo, Anthony, Amari, Stoudemire, J.R. Smith. And how long ago was that? Like fucking late 2000s? Like, yeah. Well, and prior to that, it was Patrick Ewing because the Eddie Curry days and Jamal Crawford days wasn't doing enough. Neither was Stefan. It's, it's, it's time for that for that squad to be competing for championships. I know you wouldn't want to see it. So you get my point then, Dad. You... you Picks are nothing unless they hit. And the, the thing now, different from where it was 13, 15 years ago with the NBA, the NBA was an American-driven sport. Giannis Antetokounmpo, Kupo, Nikola Jokic, Kristaps Porzingis, Luka Doncic. There's so many players outside the U.S. that don't play college ball. Luka played for Real Madrid. Lamelo Ball played in Lithuania. Jokic, you know... College basketball is dying. Okay, so yeah, there's a lot more, a lot more avenues to college, get there now. Some of them are not hitting. Remember, Marvin Bagley is supposed to be the next Shaquille O'Neal. How that work out? Well, like you said, Gabe, there's so many more avenues now to get to the league where the NCAA is dwindling down. Yep. Like I, 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 could, I couldn't even tell you who the. Like normally, I'm pretty into college basketball. I don't even know who the fucking teams are this year. Alabama. I know Alabama's good. Uh, no, I know no, they're no. good. Alabama's out because did you hear what happened with Alabama? Okay, so I heard, yeah, and then well, their their star uh, player Brandon Miller was like involved with a murder or something. Like he yeah, was, he got then, he got yeah, cleared though. Riding him the guns. 
but he got cleared apparently. Like he's not getting criminally charged or nothing. But then did you see his fucking pregame thing he did the other day? So he comes out, they're playing in Alabama after he has a career game. Oh, excuse me. Mm-hmm. And a smoke comes up, whatever hits him, puts his arms out like this, and one of his t- teammates comes and pats him down. As like his fucking <laughs> So immediately, everyone on Twitter starts going crazy. For the people that are just listening, the guy patted him down like like you would do like a security check to see if he had a fucking gun on him. You know what I mean? That was like a joke. So not exactly the smartest move to do when you're kind of involved in a fucking murder case. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's not. <laughs> um, so he got uh, the coach came out right away. Can I say it? Yep. What a fucking retard. Yeah, that's a pretty retarded move, you know, retard. That is uh, you got to have a smarter head than that. Like even the guy that patted him down, you think like maybe he would have been like, you know, Brandon, let's maybe pump the brakes on this one a little bit, buddy. Mm -hmm. Uh, March Madness is coming up soon, though. We definitely have some coverage of that. So, yeah. So if nothing happened, they all get to play. Alabama's one of them. Purdue's one of them. You know who's not one of them? UConn, Duke. UConn, UConn could make some noise. Duke, they're not one of them. UNC, not one of them. Kentucky, not one of them. Wow, so the big teams, man, like the teams that I'm used to seeing there. The problem with college basketball now is there's no villain. Coach K was a villain. Uh, Roy Williams was a villain. Uh, Jim Jim Calhoun, a villain. Jim Beheim was a villain, but the problem is, is that Syracuse, they still stick with that 2-3 zone that is not as lethal as it once was, and he can't get his head out of his ass to realize that. And why Syracuse hasn't moved on from him because of history, it doesn't fucking matter if you're not winning games. Why did Vancouver yeah. let go of their head coach? It didn't matter anymore, correct? Exactly. At some point, you got to just fucking... You have to cut ties. You got to try something cut different. Ties. Um, so I will say this. Um, the... Top five right now for the college basketball is Houston number one, which kind of surprised me. I thought Alabama was number one. Houston, Alabama, Kansas, UCLA, Purdue. Some yeah. kind of surprising teams in there. Like Kansas, UCLA, yeah, that's what you normally see. A lot see. Of teams from the Big East, I think, in the tournament, depending on uh, how this so uh, this could this could be a pretty exciting um tournament goes. We could see Xavier in there. March Madness. We could see UConn in there, Marquette. Providence, good amount of yeah. But I guess we should get back to the NBA. We uh, we got a lot to fucking talk about here, so we might as well purr through this. What else do you got here? Um, I guess we might as well keep talking about the Knicks. We we're just talking about them. They're now on a five-game win streak. Here's what's uh, different you- compared to what I told you earlier on in the season: the acquisition of bringing in Josh Hart is the reason why the Knicks have been able to play the way that they are and for the team to accept that it's a nine-man rotation and Mitchell Robinson coming back and players getting healthy and accepting their roles and it felt like a lot of the dead weight has been lifted you know Evan Fournier has accepted that you know he's not living up to the height um Josh Hart is living up to the height the guy they dished away over to Portland Cam Reddish just didn't fit with (coughs) the Knicks and you know, it's their problem to deal with now. So now you got Emmanuel quickly, who's going to be a six man of the year contender. I already told you about Brunson earlier to go alongside with RJ Barrett and Mitchell Robinson and Julius Randall playing at the all-star level that he's been playing at. 
and buying into Coach Thibodeau's, you know, um, process. The other thing, too, Julius Randle hasn't missed a single game this year. Been He's a workhorse. Every single game this season. Still can't believe he completed competed in the three point contest, but that's nonetheless. Yeah, that was he said he's like it was a last minute cause. Like, oh fucking why not Murray there anyways? Yeah. Fucking terrible. Shouldn't have been him. You know where my mind's at. Yep. Yuta Watanabe would have smoked them all. Yuta Watanabe. Or Joe Harris. Um, so with this next five game winning streak, they are now tied with the Brooklyn Nets for fifth, and they most likely will surpass the Nets. Uh the Nets have been sliding down while the Knicks have been yeah. rising. So I anticipate them going over the Brooklyn Nets and exceeding expectations. They're going to be a six or five seed this year. And if the Cavs fall off, maybe they hop into a four seed. But that's what we need. We need five, four. We need the Knicks and the Cavs. We need Donovan Mitchell versus the New York Knicks is what we need for the playoffs. Just to, just to show them what could have been. What could have been. Or he slapped the shit out. Be like, you know, we would have loved to have you, but we didn't need you. It's going to go one of two ways. Yeah, that's true. It's a slap in the face regardless. Kevin Love. Evan Mobley stepped up big time. What a time to, you know, it's the best time of the year. The season winding down, those who are competing, giving their all before the playoffs hit. And it's open. And it's pretty fucking open. Yeah. I I heard Um, a topic today in first take. This isn't written down the notes, but I'm curious to see what you're thinking. Okay. Who's a bigger threat in the East when healthy? The Milwaukee Bucks or the Boston Celtics? Man, that's a tough call. Because like I, I want to say the Bucks, just because they got that championship pedigree, they got Giannis. But the fucking Celtics are so goddamn good. I think when fully healthy, just from what we've seen right now, I have to leave with Milwaukee. But really, I feel like that could go either way. Well, the thing that's going to help for Milwaukee's, you know, case is no one can stop Giannis. It doesn't matter who it is; you can't stop Giannis. Okay, you can try to contain Jason Tatum, but someone's got to stop Jalen Brown. the The thing with with Boston is Jalen Brown and Tatum can both one can give you twenty five, the other will give you thirty thirty five on the wreck. Where Giannis has to get forty, the next guy's got to step up. And Drew Holiday's had a great season, but you yeah. put the defending player of the year last year and Marcus Smart on him, Drew Holiday's not going to perform to the level that he's done so far this year. So then you look around and look for what the help is. Well, Middleton can't seem to really get healthy. He's been coming off the bench a lot more so than, than starting because he's missed a lot of time. See, I was talking about, I'm, I'm looking at like a full healthy. Right. Like so, I'm, talk, I'm okay. talking like with a Middleton 100%. Everyone's 100%. I'm going Boston still. Boston has a deep bench. They got a very yeah, deep bench. The, the biggest pickup for the Celtics, because you don't always have to get a superstar, and they didn't, but this guy was a goddamn stud when he was with Milwaukee, Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah. To be a Yeah, he has a... I was going to say, like, because like, he was so good with, he was with Indiana last year. Is that who he was with? Yep. The last couple of years he was with Indiana. Milwaukee elected not to pay him, so he went over to Indiana. Now he's in Boston. Taking a lesser role in Boston, but obviously it seems to be fucking working. It's all about championship. It's all about your mentality. And the other thing that's got to go notice is Brad Stevens is arguably the Bill Belichick of the NBA. 
killed it as a head coach of Boston, always winning, and what he's done as an executive to, to bring in Ime Odoku to their current head coach that's there right now, to bring in Malcolm Brogdon and find this out about this kid, Robert and Grant Williams, and Derek White. And, he has made the moves. He was a part of the Tatum and Brown draft, you know, draft time. Yeah, this guy's a fucking stud of a coach and a general manager. Boston, I think they, they, the way it's looking right now, they're, they're probably the favorites coming out of the East. They're probably the favorites yeah, they gotta be. to win it. If it's not them, then it's got to be Milwaukee. And I'll tell you why I'm backing away from Philly, because I had Philly winning uh, the East, or at least being the one seed. <sighs> Doc Rivers and James Harden. They're just going to get in the way. Just button heads? Or just not button heads. Doc Rivers. Only one an NBA. I, I I don't think Doc Rivers is that great of a coach. I don't think he's a top five coach. Doc Rivers got his championship because he had one of the greatest teams ever assembled with Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, and company. Yeah, I mean, the, I could have won that fucking the first noticeable big three until the big three came like a thing after that. You know. Yeah. It started with them, then it went to LeBron and Bosh and Wade, and now it's everywhere. And what was supposed to be in L.A. with with Kobe, Steve Nash, and Dwight Howard, to OKC with Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, all that was all drafted. That was fair. To then Golden State with Clay, Curry, and Durant, Kyrie, K Love, and LeBron. You know what I mean? It's starting in Boston. Yeah. Doc Rivers was. It's. I'll give you another example. Joe Girardi's not a good manager in baseball. He was handed a really good team in 2009 after they missed the playoffs in 2008. Mark Teixeira, CC Sabathia, AJ Burnett to go alongside Alex Rodriguez, Derek Jeter, Robinson Cano, Johnny Damon, Brett Gardner, Nick Swisher, Jorge Posada, Mariano Rivera, Andy Pettit, on and on and on and on and on. Yeah, the same can be said for someone like a Mike Babcock, too. Like he used to be held, I mean, obviously his reputation's a bit tarnished now from his time with the Leafs, but like back in the day, he was one of the greatest coaches of all time. You look at the fucking Detroit Red Wings teams he had, they were all lethal. And then he was coach Canada. Yeah. They don't need a coach, Team Canada. You fucking, they could just be, they're probably artists coaching themselves, essentially. Yeah. And another one, Mike McCarthy. Yeah. You put that good, Dad. Doug, Doc Rivers is the Mike McCarthy of basketball. That's another good analogy. Another good analogy. Uh, but to the, the next, analogy, to the next, I think, I think they're going to finish a top six seed. Um, and it's only a matter of the Nets. And the Heat, because the Heat have now lost four straight games. Yeah, what's happening to them? You know, I wish I could say that I've watched some games to tell you, but I really don't know. There was I a haven't seen prior. one snap. Or there one hasn't, snap. there was a lot of drama preseason with Tyler Hero because he's saying, oh, I better be a starter. And then you have Coach Spolster and Pat Riley saying, well, you need to just accept your role. Kyle Lowry's a fat fuck. Hey, you fucking watch your lips. You're a fat fuck. I, know, I didn't mean I, that. You know, just don't talk about Lowry like that. I am a fat fuck, but I don't get paid thirty million dollars to play basketball. Nah, you're a thick mama. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what's going on in Miami. You know, um, you you saw you saw. I think it was either last year or this year with Jimmy Butler screaming at Eric Spolstra. You saw Dwayne Dedman throwing his massage gun onto the court in Miami. Yeah, that was a bit crazy. Duncan Robinson is one of the worst contracts in NBA history. It's uh, it's it's tough times in the uh, in the sunshine state right there. Is that what they call it? Or is that Florida? 
Yeah, Florida's the Sunshine State. The same shit? Yeah, Florida's the Sunshine Miami, State. Florida, yeah. 305. 305, baby. Wait, I love come- Florida. What a great place. Yeah, I can't wait to get back to Florida. And I guess if we're... Um, I guess we might as well keep it in the East. I guess well, you know, we should probably talk about Miami a little bit. See see what, the, what you think is going to happen with them. Well, they're going to make in the play-in tournament, I think. Um, yeah, for sure. I, but there's no way they're going to drop that far out. I don't think so. They're going to make the play-in tournament. That's when Jimmy Butler steps it up in the playoffs. It's just a matter of who's going to help him out because Jimmy Butler regular season is different from Jimmy Butler playoff time. The only team that concerns me that's still in this play-in tournament, there's two of them. Your Toronto Raptors who are there right now in the Washington Wizards because Chicago Bulls look really good with Patrick Beverly. Yeah, he is uh he is fitting it nicely there. Did you see what they what the score was when they won? I did not. 102 to 82 against the Wizards. Kuzma only had 10, Bradley Beal only had 18, and I don't think Porzingis shutting them down. And then on the uh the Chicago side, in terms of points, Levine had 27, DeRozan had 29, Vucevic had 16. Pat Bev is going to probably finish a lot of games with zero points, but they don't show the defensive numbers out there because I'm sure he was locking up Bradley Beal, hence why he only had 18. Let's see what Bradley Beal shot. 7 of 17 from the field, 41%. Kuzma, 4 of 18, 22%. Patrick Beverly isn't going to bring you a championship. Let's be honest. But there's a reason yeah. why that every year in his NBA career, and that's why he talks about his season in Minnesota being so magical for him. A team that's been nothing but a failure for years, and they made the playoffs, bringing in Patrick Beverly. And the Bulls, why did he go to the Bulls? He said, well, the East is easy, and I'm going back home, and I want to help this team win. Let's be honest. The East is paper, easy. This Chicago Bulls team, Alex Caruso, another great defender, DeMar DeRozan, Vucevic, Levine, those are your big three right there. If it's they not could, a bad team on paper. Don't get me wrong. They could make some noise, and DeMar DeRozan's the best mid-range shooter in the league. Yeah, I miss seeing that guy in a Raptors uniform. I'm just saying the Patrick Beverly effect. Now, the Raptors, on the other hand, I don't know how much Raptors in. watched, but they were way worse than this. They were way worse than this, and what really sucks is the fact that you guys just lost by 25 last night against the Cavs. Yeah, I didn't catch that, unfortunately. I'll be honest with you. I haven't watched too much Raptors basketball this year. It's, well, they don't uh, have Fred. They don't have Freddie. I know that. He's out for personal reasons. Uh, it's not injury related. So yeah, it's. They haven't, come out, and, they haven't come out and said what it is yet. I'm still here related. Say <laughs> what? He's still in Toronto related. That's not what it is. You fucking idiot. Then what is it? I don't know. Maybe maybe he's dealing with the death of the family. Maybe he's dealing with it's personal reasons. It could be anything. Maybe he hates playing in Toronto. Maybe you're right. Gary Trent Jr. is still his teammate, or OG Ananubi is still his teammate. You know. Well, a couple guys that could, probably should have been shipped didn't get shipped. It's uh, yesterday's news, and we gotta look. We gotta just look past it. What's going to take happens? Kelsey Ockham. What'd you say to get him? Well, fuck, you'd have to be looking at something like along the lines of what Donovan Mitchell got. What if I gave you Cam Thomas, Joe Harris, Royce O'Neal, and three first-round picks? 
I'd probably say no. <laughs> I don't blame you. There's probably way better you can get from that, but you ain't getting Michael. <laughs> you ain't getting Michael Bridges or Nick Claxton. They're off the table there, bud. Uh, Claxton, one of those guys, if you're going to get Siakam, would have to be in the return. Fuck you. Oh, hello. I, I'll see if you can think of the reason why the Raptors have been playing so well. Who did they get the trade deadline? Oh, they got the fucking... I was gonna say Polish pride, but I don't think he's Polish. Jakub I don't know what I don't know what yeah, the fuck so maybe that, maybe he that's is. the difference maker. That's got to be the difference. Yeah, he's an actually he's been he has been lighting it up. Thirteen points, Toronto. nine rebounds, three assists, two steals, a block. That was. Uh, I guess that's not really lighting it up, but I mean, he's first few games he had, he was doing very well. Ninety-five, ninety-one against the Pistons. Jakub Patel, nine points, fourteen rebounds. Pascal Siakam, twenty-nine. Yeah, it really sucks with fucking Scotty Barnes, though, just stay, staying put instead yeah, of... Yeah, he's just cruising. Clearly not... You the, know what? He still has a lot of upside. Yeah, well, he shouldn't have been rookie of the year. Ben yes, told he should have won that. Which was bullshit. All right, what else we got in the NBA? Because we Fuck got a you. fucking show. Uh, that might be it for the NBA. There might be one more thing. Let me... Uh... I'm going to try to gander as well. Because I'm going back and forth. Uh, you just had the... the... The game-winning shot Tatum hit against 76ers is the last thing you have here. Oh, I reckon, did we just get a follow? Oh. We've done it. We hit 75, folks. Mr. Steezy, welcome. We thank you. Thank you so much. Thank and you, Steezy. Fuck yeah, baby. Thank you, Steezy, man. Cheers to you. 75, cheers. folks. That was our goal. We did up it to 80, but cheers, uh, Stevie or Steezy? Steezy. Steezy. Welcome, bro. Thank you so much for that. Steezy, thank you very much. It ain't easy being Steezy. Oh, I like what you did there. Mm-hmm. I like what you did there. This love you, Rodan. I will oh, go. love you, Rodan. Oh, Steezy, uh, who are you? I, I don't recognize you from that name. I need to see a name here. Whoever yeah. you are, I love you, too. Let's go. We're getting fucking. Are you? We're getting to that goal, baby. My birthday is July fifteenth. I want to hit hundred by July fifteenth. No, no way. Dao, I haven't seen you in years, brother. We got to get a beer soon, man. I used to play hockey with Dao. Like we're talking fucking fuck. It's got to be ten years now. Jesus Christ. I say you listen to me. And you listen to me good. All right, I'm gonna I'll message you on Instagram after the show, buddy. We're gonna set something up. Isaiah, you meet me in the octagon after this podcast. I'm going to beat the living bitch out of you on you. Oh, my God. If I was a betting money, I think Isaiah would stomp the fucking shit out of you. Um, I've never even seen Isaiah. Isaiah's record against me in UFC. Is, oh, I thought you guys were talking real octagon. I could fuck him up in the real octagon, but uh, UFC, uh, 17 wins for Isaiah to my 100. Yeah, Isaiah, what the fuck is that, man? <laughs> He always says, I don't lose. My 17 wins are quality wins. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so- he, he wouldn't want that, Zach. I don't think he would either. Anyways, let's get back to I, Well, what do we get? You want to? Uh- they were tied, and Tatum hit the nastiest step back, pull up, bitch, fucking pure net bottom. It was absolutely fucking gorgeous. And for a moment, it's the same shit that I went through when the Nets faced the 76ers. Joel Embiid, he's one from three quarters, one hand, fucking goes in. But it was just a little late after the buzzer. It's like Carmen. Yeah, dude, 
Could you fucking imagine if that thing counted? Just a oh half, a f- almost a full court heave. Yep. Bloop. Splashed it too. That was impressive. That was impressive. But um, Tatum, Jalen Brown, it doesn't matter who you give the ball to in the fourth quarter. You know, normally when you face a lot of teams, it's like it's you got to lock that one guy up. <laughs> you got to lock one of those two up. It doesn't matter who because either one's going to hit one rain your fucking grill. Tatum or Jalen Brown. They're uh, they're built for a championship. The Boston Celtics. Game winner Will they be able to do it? Because on the step back, you see the defender, which I think was Tucker, slide and then try to get back into position. Yeah, yeah. Tatum is fucking sick, man. He's just unreal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, for fuck's sakes! Come on, though. Yo, I, I'm gonna have to fucking tell <laughs> you. This might be buy this guy a beer for me, man. Oh, damn right I'm buying you. I might buy a, I'll buy you a pitcher now, Dad. How does that sound? Much appreciated, bro. Thank you so much. What an episode. That two now we got this episode. Holy That's two we got in this episode. That's I was two. just saying, motherfuckers are eating good tonight. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get two Big Macs. We'll probably have to split one, to be honest with you. Yeah. The way inflation's going, but. Byron's a we appreciate it, brother. Thank you, my man. Uh. Anyways, uh, excuse me. Jesus Christ, you fucking... The guy gets a, a sub. You're just burping in his ear like oh, that? No. I know. For fuck's sakes. I know. It, it was it was a mishap. Just like right. Paul's matchup against Tommy Fury was a mishap. Yeah, I saw I saw Bob, Bob write that. I, You know what? I guess we can just... Talk, we'll just do like a quick two-minute on that. Um, I, You know what? For the first couple rounds, I wasn't sure if I was watching boxing or gay porn. Oh, really? All they were doing was just fucking bear hugging each other. Yeah, and and Tommy was putting him in a fucking headlock. Yeah, I mean it's just, I I I don't know what we were expecting. It wasn't really a boxing spectacle. It was entertaining. Like it was, it was a, it was an entertaining thing to watch on a Sunday afternoon. I can tell you, I didn't even look. I didn't even watch a second when he fought Anderson Silva. I didn't feel like the hype was really there for that. Plus, I I watched, I watched that, and I will say, Jake Paul actually looked really good that fight. Not to say that there wasn't times even in this one where Paul did look like he did was he kind of taking the fight a little bit. The only thing he consistently did was a fucking jab, jab and duck, jab and duck. What he what time. he has to do is he has if he can somehow get way more because his fucking it's so just flamboyant the way he throws his overhand right. Yep. He but finds I, a way to fine tune that. To do more so than that is after he's bopping and weaving when Tommy Fury was coming at him. You know me open. I'm saying to myself, left hook, left hook, left hook. Dude, it's- even the commentator, the commentator kept saying, he's like, holy shit, Tommy. Every time Tommy throws a punch, you're supposed to fucking, you know what I mean? Do a head movement. Jab he would throw a punch and just stay right in the pocket. Just fucking right. Just ready for a sock to the jaw. Or bring his jab because he would jab, but he wouldn't bring it back. He'd bring it down. He's like, you got to keep that jab hand up. I mean, if you're Tyson Fury, I think you got to look at that and you got to be a little bit disappointed. Because I think he was well, kind of going in there think, thinking uh, his brother was going to starch him. I think his, I think Tyson understands that Tommy's not near the same caliber boxer that he is. It's well, like that there's fucking a handful of boxers that's ever been alive that sure, but it's like Fury. Tommy was forced into it because of the family. Yeah, he probably was. But if anything, that guy should be a fucking male model. Why are you being a boxer for Christ's sakes? You know, you're not wrong. Very, he's a handsome dude. Yeah, he he well exceeds what. Tyson's supposed to be when he, when he was on 
Oh my God, Tyson Fury got the shit and the stick on that genetics card. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Man, you know what? I think I'd rather be ugly and be one of the greatest boxers of all time. So, yep. I mean, you got to look at it. You got to look at it in the positives for you, Tyson. God damn it. Um, sure, your brother might have chlamydia, but Tom, you have champions. Tommy Fury, I think, does solidify himself as a boxer, but. You also got to give credit to Jake Paul, too. He went all eight rounds, and he took a lot of fucking hits. He did. And, you, and I mean, I, if we're going to call it a knockdown, I know they did call it a knockdown. He did technically. He did. He did. Drop him. That was a good shot. It did. Like it, I wouldn't say it rocked him. I think it more knocked him off balance, but it was a, it was a good shot. It snapped his head back. Now, Jake Paul said that he wasn't going to be backing down from Tommy, which necessarily he didn't. He controlled no. the middle of the ring consistently. He did, but he did nothing outside of the jabs. None of his overhand rights, except maybe one hit. And that right there is, and I mean, I, I'm going to call Tommy Fury a professional boxer loosely because I think he's kind of on a Jake Paul pedigree for professional boxing. Uh, maybe a little bit more accoladed, or if that's the word I'm looking for, maybe a little bit more legit. Yeah. But it just goes to show you what a guy that's been training since he's been fucking five years old with movement and shit, like, it just it has the fundamentals down. It just goes to show you what a real boxer would, in fact, do to Jake Paul. Like, imagine, obviously, Ryan Garcia is a big, like, a way, way, way above him. But imagine him fighting a guy, like, on a Ryan Garcia level. Ryan Garcia. Which, obviously, is, is way too early in his career. That would that would last a round. Not even. Ryan Garcia would fuck him up. Canelo Alvarez would fuck him up. Triple G would fuck yeah. him up. Yeah, but we're talking about some of the greatest of all time. Like no one's fighting those guys with eight professional but belts. Your boxer is going to fuck Jake Paul up because Tommy Fury's one of the on yeah. the A guy that we have never heard of before. I give Jake Paul credit. Guess what? We watched the stupid fight because he can promote. The guy made and the guy made a shit ton of fucking money. I'll tell you one thing. When I was watching that fight, did you not want to fucking strangle him when he just is waiting in his dressing room for like? Fucking what felt like a half an hour before he finally decided to come out while Tommy Fury's in the waiting in the ring. Yep. Oh, I was like, just fucking start your walkout. Like, and then the the guys, Jake Paul is a he is a magician with the mind games. Oh, he is he is so good with the mind games. He is though, he is. But it's like that to me is just like you're a fucking asshole. But I, you know what? I guess it is mind games at the end of the day. Here's what Jake Paul also it really worked, cares though. about. He cares about the fight game, bro. He does. He is. You know what? For that's why it's like, like I see all the the hate about him on on uh, on Twitter and shit. Like he's not a real boxer. It's like, well, then what the hell is a real boxer? Like, let's be honest. The guy fucking trains his balls off. He gets in the ring and fights. I don't care what you say. Yes, Tyrone Willie's not a professional boxer. That guy's a fucking legitimate fighter. He is a legitimate professional fighter. Ben Askren, fuck that. He was he threw that fight away. Anderson Silva. Professional fighter and also beat Julio Chavez Jr., a legend in boxing, before fighting Jake Paul. So I don't care what anyone says. Jake Paul, in my opinion, he is he has some skill. Oh, he definitely does. He definitely does. I mean, of course, there's a lot to work on, but he has some skill. Him and his brother both. Logan, he has some skill too. Now, Logan's, I think. Oh my! I don't think Logan has skill. I think he just has size. He just has. Well, I think that gone the smart route by going to WWE because it's you know less gruesome and you can make shit ton of more money i think at wwe and he also seems to be really good at it oh wwe he's fucking insane he's fucking insane. 
It, it, they had a rematch clause, so we're going to assume we're going to see that fight again at some point. And um, who knows? He's probably just going to become like a fucking model actor and all that shit. He's got the looks for it. Well, he already did pretty well on Love Island, UK. So, yep. Jake has no fluid in his movements whatsoever. I don't know, Isaiah. I mean, I mean, I'm just saying for a guy that has no fighting experience to go in and start dropping guys like Tyrone Woodley in his fourth professional fight, fifth professional fight. Hasn't trained his whole life like Tommy Fury. It, it, it isn't something that I'm just going to bat an eye at. Obviously, the guy has maybe not fucking skill when it comes to the fundamentals of boxing, but the guy yeah. obviously has some power. He obviously Jake has Paul, a shot. Here's what he's saying. Jake Paul's average decent at best. That's what we're saying. Yeah. Right? Saying not, I'm just I, he just. But he's an I'm average monster. He's not going to be a champion. No. No, unless he makes his own stupid fucking belt up, but he's not going to be a boxing champion. No, that's not what we're saying. We're saying he's a, you know, he's a boxer. doesn't matter if he's, he's a entertained one, a, one, a shitty one, a decent one. He's a boxer. And I'll tell you what's coming up this Saturday. Oh, yes. Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to do a promo. Okay. This Saturday at UFC... 286? 285. 285. Nice promo. It is one of the most anticipated returns in probably actually the most anticipated return in UFC history. The return of John Bones Jones to compete for the heavyweight title against none other than Cyril Gane in an epic battle royale. I don't know how fucking excited you are for that. Um, I'm going to be 10 out of 10 blackout drunken whistler. John with that John on the screen is my all time favorite MMA fighter, and he is the GOAT. Yeah, I can agree with that, even with all the shit. I mean, now I get it's a step up, obviously, in the heavyweight division, seeing how he's light heavyweight his whole career. But if there's a reason why this guy hasn't fought in years, because he so, understands what he's got to do with his body and his training. And what's even scary about John Jones is most of his fights he's never prepared for. There's no doubt in my mind for this fight, he's prepared. He understands the task at hand. Oh, hardly. And I'll tell you what, we'll never see John Jones versus Nugano because Nugano backed out. This isn't a John Jones problem. This is a Francis Nugano problem because Dana White was going to give Nugano all the money and Nugano backed out. He wanted more. He he was offering a shit ton of money too. Not a well, I want to ask Nugano problem. I want to ask you about um, about what you think about. Uh, so say say John Jones goes into this fight and he gets fucking starched in like the first round. Do you think that does anything to that legacy? Do no. you think that does anything with the goat discussion? Oh, if he gets knocked the fuck out. Like I'm talking just brutally fucking starched. First fight in like five years. So anticipated. First in the heavyweight. Do I think it's going to happen? No. But I'm just saying. Hypothetically. Yeah. Well, let's put it this way. The other contenders for the GOATs, Amanda Nunes, lost to Juliana Pena. Shit happens. Kamara Usman, lost to Leon Edwards. Shit happens. Israel Adesanya, lost to Perea. Shit happens. Khabib, I don't think ever faced elite competition throughout Khabib his career. Khabib is not in my, he's not my, he's, he might, he's in the, the list, but he's not my GOAT. There's, I don't, exactly. The competition just wasn't there. Nope. Or the longevity. Uh, Jordan St. Pierre, arguably one of the goats. 
And that's did, my goat, baby. Of course, you're a Canadian. I understand that. Um, so does it take a hit? It could take a dramatic hit, but does it take a mouse to go? I mean, the dude's 56 and one. And the only reason he got the one loss was off of bullshit disqualification. Yeah, he beat the shit out of a deaf guy. It was bullshit. So, I mean, <laughs> I was fucking. I'll, I'll tell you was... what, the second we get Parker on here, because I'm going to message him after this, I guarantee you that John Jones is probably one of his all time, you know, greatest of all time. Yeah, no, I, I obviously if you're any sort of an MMA fan, if you don't at least have him in the top three, even with all the fucking baggage that comes with him, right? And then you're just oh. an idiot. Yeah. The fact that he beat Daniel Cormier while he was on cocaine is insane. To beat him, beat the shit out of him twice. There's only there's only been maybe one or two guys, one guy that stands out for sure where it, it could have probably gone his way. Was that Alexander Gustafson fight? And then what's even crazier is when they fought the second time, John Jones did his tape and his studying. And absolutely bodied him. Well, let's go through the card because honestly, from prelims on, it's pretty good. You have it in front of you? Because in the prelims, Cody Garbrandt is the main event for the the prelims in the Bantamweight division against Trevin Jones. And That's got to be pretty sad if you're Cody Garbrandt, though, eh? To that, Derek Brunson in the middleweight division. That's also prelim? prelims? Now, wow. maybe one of them gets moved up to the main card because it looks like this Bull Nickel and Jamie Pickett fight is off unless it's like a really, you know, unless Bo is really, really white. No, it's off. It's off because it's a black thing. Um, It's a blackout for his picture. So one of those probably gets moved up, but you know what I mean? Like, this is a big fucking card. Yeah, if those are on the prelim, this is definitely a pretty stacked stacked card. Jeff Neal in the welterweight division against Shavkat Raknov. I think I said that I right. Jeff Neal. I'm not sure about that other fella. Uh, he is. He looks like he's from either Japan or China. Uh, he's on a four-fight win streak. He has and this fun. is still prelim? Yep. No, this is main card. This is main card. Okay. This is main card. And he's a, he's a specialist on the ground. This is the main card now. Valentina Shevchenko is going to defend her flyweight title against uh, Alexa Grasso. Mm-hmm. Valentina will probably win that easily. The main event, John Jones in game. That is going to be exciting. Yeah, I'm excited. That is going to be exciting. So I'm just going to do the three up between Jeff Neal and Rachmanov. I'm going to go Rachmanov just because of the four-fight win streak, and it looks like he has a ground game where Jeff Neal doesn't. 16. I like that pick, too. Career as well. So I'll I think go, I'm gonna, I'll trail you on that one. I'm going. Chef Let's Chef do a Grasso. Okay, so this will be our this will be our sports cave three fight parlay to take for UFC 286. We're taking all the favorites. Okay, well then let's take um, let's take the the Asian fella and Sveshchenko, whatever the fuck her name is. Let's take them by uh by a finish. Yeah, I'll take I'll take um I'll probably take all three by finish to be honest with you. Yeah, probably. John Jones, I don't think is gonna knock uh Gain out, but you know Gain's eleven and one in his career, correct? Dude, honestly, I, I don't know how I'm leaning on that fight. Like my it's like everything is telling me to bet on John Jones, but it's like we haven't seen him fight in how long. Yes, I know it's John Jones. So I feel like Ring Rust is not gonna be that much of a thing for him. But it's also like he's not coming back in and fighting a fucking scrub. 
Like the guy is coming back and fighting a fucking beast. But he never fought scrubs in the light heavyweight division either. He didn't, but it's like you, you kind of work your way up to get to that level, and then you're at that level. He's not working his way up to that level. He took a break for however long it is, and I was coming back and staying right. I mean, it's it's definitely a fucking weighted task. So what are you doing here? I'm just saying I'm, 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 it's like I'm, I'm leaning more towards John Jones, but it also worries me because I, I don't know what he's going to look like. Coming in after not fighting for that long and facing a guy like Cyril Gunn. That's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm going to tell you, because this is the John Jones specialty throughout all of his fights. The first two rounds that you watch, you're going to be like, oh, my God, this guy's getting fucking work because it's happened almost every single fight. Those last three rounds, it's all his, baby. It's all his. It's all his. I'm going John Jones easily. Whether it's 48, 47. 49, 46, or 50, 45, John Jones. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Jones, too. Fuck it. Johnny Bones. I'm, but I'm going to take all of them to finish the fight. Like I don't think it's going to go to the decision in any of them. Okay. Well, we got some NFL to talk about, folks. We got a lot to talk about. Like we said, we're covering five sports today. Um, the Los Angeles Rams have released Bobby Wagner to save money in the cap space. And there's been yeah. a lot of rumors reporting that they are looking at trading Jalen Ramsey. And what sucks, Zach, they have no first-round picks for a long period of time. Yeah, it's, it's, it's and hey, they got their championship, though. I mean, if you want to look at it in the positive. Now, sure. did you see the uh, the number one team on the trade list for Ramsey? I've seen multiple. I've seen the Browns, the Panthers, the Lions. The Lions is who I've been I've been seeing as the the favorite for him. Yep. Fuck, they bring in Jalen Ramsey, man. I mean, it's could we be looking at a team that could be pretty fucking scary? Depending on Deshaun Watson. I said the Lions. Oh, you're talking about the Lions. I thought you were talking about yeah. the Browns. Yeah. Um, Browns, I, I don't see him going to the Browns. I mean yes, maybe it's, it's the Lions still have that first round pick for for the um the Rams. So yep. Got some in your secondary with Aiden Hutchinson. Then you probably bring another person on defense because your offense is low, including the offensive line. And, you know, let's see what Jared Goff does. I'm, I'm sure Jared Goff would be a team guy where it's like we need to, you know, restructure your contract. He'd be probably willing to do it. And Ramsey probably would be too. Now, Ramsey yep. like one of the best corners in football last year. I think he was just done with the season. I mean, let's be honest. Aaron Donald looked terrible. Ramsey looked terrible. Stafford's back. Yeah, they gave up. up. The only person that looked consistent throughout the whole season was Cooper Cup until the ankle injury. Yeah, that was a bit of a setback. And, and, and the contract for Allen Robinson, I knew from the start it was going to be one of the worst contracts in the league. It's going to be three years, $40 million. What a fucking joke. What a joke. So do I think Jalen Ramsey's going to go? I feel like if Jalen Ramsey goes, then a lot of them go. Matthew Stafford's already said he's not going to retire. If Jalen Ramsey goes, I think Aaron Donald's going to go because there's no one left in that fucking defense if Jalen Ramsey goes. So why is Aaron Donald going to be all that? This could be the beginning of the... Oh, no. What? Uh, Maxie looks like he's down with an ankle injury. That's no bueno for the Rock or the Sixers. He doesn't really look that bad, to be honest. We didn't even roll it or nothing. Hmm. <clears throat> Don't be a fucking pussy, Maxie, you fucking pussy. Come on. I need you in fantasy. <laughs> what a dick. Such a dick. 
shoot it up for this week. Figure it out next week. What are the What are the Rams going to do quarterback if Stafford can't play? They're going to have to try to stick with Baker Mayfield. Is Baker Mayfield going to stick around? Or Baker? I mean, there's this is also a pretty exciting year for the quarterback carousel. There's a yeah, few names that are popping up. A lot of names: Derek Carr, oh. Garoppolo, Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson. Got to put Baker into the equation, I guess. I mean, if um, then the if draft, Stafford, Stroud, Anthony Richardson, um, Bryce Young, the kid from Kentucky. Jesus Christ. And now Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz has been released by the commanders. Yeah, another break of news. Um, I don't It's There's so many options for him, right? So it's like if they really did want to go a different route than Stafford, that it, it is definitely available for him this offseason. But then again, you look at the pedigree quarterbacks. Like, do you see a guy like an Aaron Rodgers? Maybe like, I could see like a Derek Carr going there. But you see, I, I I just look at those quarterbacks going places where they want to win. Like, I guess some of them are trying to get a bag. They're trying to get their cash. Aaron Rodgers doesn't need the bag. He don't need the bag anymore. He's like, got the bag. He, he, the guy's MVP. He wants that ring for the legacy. Right. So I can't see him wanting to go there i can't see Derek, Derek carr in the bag neither i see him wanting to go to a place where he could win well yeah, he's, he's not gonna want to go there yep i don't know why i just look at lamar jackson like he doesn't give a fuck about winning he just wants to make as much money as he can yeah so i could maybe see him going there if they pay him enough yeah lamar at this point wants the same contract as Deshaun watson and if i'm a team i'm gonna be no like, no 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 he wants more than Deshaun watson he wants yeah. to- and if i'm a team i'm saying no because your inability to stay on the field yeah, you play seven games a season, but you want two hundred fifty fucking million dollars for five years. You, you, you know what? Here's my thing. Money. Here's my thing. Great, you won an MVP. Outside of that, what else have you done? You could be a top ten quarterback, but what else have you done? Not much. I'm sorry. There's a lot of players similar to Lamar Jackson in the league now, and I think yeah, they're probably better Hurts, than this. I was say, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes does it yep. better. Josh Allen does it better. Let's be honest, Lamar, you could probably argue in the top five. I mean, I mean, he's definitely probably top ten, but outside of top five, I'll take Hertz over him, Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. I'll probably take Justin Herbert over him. Sean Watson, of course. So maybe he sits there at six, but you gotta throw two in the equation because two had a tremendous year. Yep. It opens up though. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, I'll take over Lamar because now with Brady going, it opens everything up. Aaron Rodgers over Lamar Jackson. I'll take Aaron Rodgers. I yeah, he's 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 top ten for sure, but he's definitely not top five. Nope. We can uh, we can definitely agree with that one. Yep. I put him at seven or eight. Yep. Yep. Um, and then Carson Wentz situation. Um, probably the end of a career based off a of torn ACL. But the question here is, what's Washington going to do? And I'll tell you what. Yeah. I'm a Commanders fan. I'm pissed after even more now because. This is the guy with like two or three games left to the season. Ron Vera's like, all right, you're starting over Heineke who when Heineke was on a roll. Yep. Now, do you go with Heineke next year? Or do you try to pick? I mean, I guess that's really not the you try to bring the in most Jimmy ideal Garoppolo. situation. You try to bring in Jimmy Garoppolo if you're Washington because it'll be a cheaper contract to deal with. And with his given injury history, when he gets hurt, Heineke's there. Yeah. Heineke would be a very, very solid backup. I mean, he's proven that he can play, obviously. Yeah. That's what I would do if I was Washington. Pay Jimmy Garoppolo 30 mil. 
and keep Heineke for when he gets hurt. Inevitably. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's just bound to happen. It happens every year to Jimmy G. It's not like I want it to happen. I love Jimmy Garoppolo. He does find his way in the IR, though. He does. All right. That's it for football. That's the little bit of news that we got. Um, What's the other one we got? To, we got to talk about some golf. We got we have two more. We, we, we want to finish off with MLB. We'll just go through the golf quick. Yeah, we'll go through the golf quick. Um, we got the Arnold Palmer Invitational this weekend. I'm so fucking excited. I love that tournament. I, I'm sure Tiger's probably going to play in it. It hasn't been announced yet. But um, I, I love the Arnold Palmer Invitational, man. I just love the course. I love the fans. I really want to play in that course. It's such a beautiful course. What uh, what course is that? Arnold Palmer's? Yeah. I wish I remember the fucking name. Dad, what's, an, what's the course for... Uh, Darnell Palmer Invitational. He's going to say a name and I'll be like, oh, yeah, that's the one. Uh, fuck. I, it's drawn a blank. I know it's in Florida. I'm just drawing a blank on it. Um, I don't know who I would pick, though, to win this tournament, though, Zach. What's the. Uh, let me and honestly, I, I, th- I think a lot of it has to do with this documentary that's on Netflix. Yeah, like, man. What a documentary. So there's so though. many fucking golfers to choose from, man. Bay Hill. Bay Hill. Yes. The Bay- way John Rahm's been playing, he's got to be the favorite going in. Of course, it's got to be the favorite, but I'm probably leaning outside of John Rom. I'm thinking either Scotty Scheffler or Colin Morikawa. Let's see here. So that would be March. Hey, Ploof, Leafs suck. Well, guess what? You suck. Ploof, that's mean. Seriously, you haven't been in the stream in weeks, and this is what you come with is Leafs suck? You fucking suck, bitch. Okay, so the names that I can see that are bigger names on this list, Cam Young, Will Zalatoris, Justin Thompson, Sahith Tagala. Justin Thompson or Thomas? Thomas, sorry. Oops, he's Thomas. My bad. Uh, hold on. Keep going here. Alexander Shoffley. <laughs> Justin Rose has been past the prime, but he's in there. John Rom, Colin Morikawa. Got to be in there. Hideki Matsuyama. Yeah. Shane Lowry. Rory? Uh, I haven't seen Rory yet on this list. Some Siwoo Kim, I like him. Sung J M, very Asian presence on this one. Billy Horschel, Max Homa, Charlie Hoffman, Hadwin, fellow Canadian, Ricky Fowler, Matt Fitzpatrick, Tommy Fleetwood, Tony Finau. Holy shit, this is a packed one. Jason Day, Joel Dahman, Corey Connors, Patrick Cantlay, Sam Burns. Oh my God. I didn't see Rory on the list. I'm, I could have very well passed his name, to be honest with you. Uh, I was scrolling pretty fast, but I did not see his name pop up there. Rory McIlroy. Sorry, he's on the list. Yeah, I was going to say, Dad said he's picking Rory. So everybody, it seems like all the big boys are playing. Yep. Um, while we're talking about golf, I, I, I could I could see Rory about that, but I um, I want to bring up someone that Bob's not going to like. Liv had their in, in their first uh No, you comment. guys, comments. Some Ting Wong, <laughs> we too low. Holy <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of Asians in this uh, tournament ploof. Very Asian. But um Liv had their uh, first tournament of the year and I don't know if you saw it. I was watching it on TV. Dude, there might have been 50 people there. Like yes, I know it's in Mexico. For what? I was shocked by how little how little people were there. For for Liv? Like absolutely shocked how little people were there. There was like no but no spectators. Like it was kind of sad. And then I see a Twitter thread 
And it's actually quite interesting what these live players are required to do. Yes. You, I was reading through the whole thing and I stopped after yeah. like in between. I'm like, holy fuck. So as per their contract, I don't have it in front of me. From what I can remember. I'm going to see if I can find it because it was off. Okay. Why? I know I know some of the shit on it. So I'll start. Uh, the first one, they are mandatory. They mandatory have to play in every single live event on the tour, which, which is excludes 14, the majors. Which is 14. It's 14 events plus four majors. That's 18 events. That's a decent amount of golf to be playing in a season. Uh, whenever they're playing in any non-live golf tournaments, i.e. Masters, or I guess I don't know if there's any other available tournaments for them, so, they have to wear live gear. Yeah. You have the tweet? No, 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 no. I was going to say, because you're talking about all the major tournaments, and Dad, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but from what you told me is that it seems that live golf players based on the world rankings will be allowed to play in the PGA Championship, therefore all four majors in the PGA Tournament. Which, honestly, man, I think is how it should be. Like you, For the majors, you want to see the best of the best competing at it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Bob can agree with that. Yeah. Well, I don't know. you got to remember, he works with the PGA, you know, so... You yeah, obviously there's gonna be some bad blood, but him or any of my other, you know, because I, I, like, I don't want to see that fat fucking loser Pat Perez in the majors. You know what I mean? That diabetic piece of shit can stay home. Wow. But I would, I would love to see, I would love to see um, Cam Smith. I'd love to see Dustin Johnson, Bill Bryson DeChambeau. You can go stub your toe and go fuck yourself. Fuck I don't want to see you in those majors. You're a loser. Fuck you. Um, Brooks Kepka, you're a you're a loser too. I'd be happy not to see you in any majors anymore. Zero. But let's just say, baby, golf is back. All right, golf is back. You are looking hard for that tweet, eh? Really hard, really hard because there was so much shit on there. It, it actually was. I had to stop reading it too because I was like, wow, this is fucked up. Essentially, from what I got from the tweet, is they are basically selling their goddamn souls to live. Like they have to do. Everything live golf rules. I'm just going to type on Twitter. Okay, let's go. Find it, but it's bothering me. Latest. So oh, maybe I could play this video. I don't know if this is going to. Yeah, I'm, I'm having a tough time finding it too. I, again, we got to start favoring these fucking things. I was going to say, Zach, I'm going to play this video. Try not to talk so they can hear this video because I don't know why it does that bullshit. Maybe yep. part of the reason. Live Golf held its first event of its second season this past week at Mayakoba in Mexico. And Live Golf looks a little different this year. Remember last year, there'd be different players in each event. There'd be different teams. Never mind. It's explaining the concept. I was going to say it's extremely loud, too. I was trying to wave you down. Anyways, I can't seem to find the tweet. Robbie can't seem to find it. Uh, the point being, though, is that they are they have to, under a heavy set of rules. They have. I remember they have to manually promote um, every live tour event and every live like fucking preview and commercial out there. They have to play in all all the tournaments, which I think leads up to fourteen. And from there, there was just a bunch of other shit. I don't remember. I just kept reading. Well, I, I know. Yeah, the one was the one that stood out to me, which I guess really stood out was the the like mandatory having to play. Like obviously, there has to be some sort of injury exemption and shit like that. But sometimes guys just need a fucking week off too. You know what I mean? They have plenty of weeks off. They only have fourteen tournaments. Yeah, I guess it is not that much if you think. But PGA has got to have what like thirty more. They start in February and it ends all the way till like October. 
Anyways, and, I'm excited. And they have this like team thing, and it's a shotgun start where you know you have designated tee times at the PGA Tour. I I won't lie to you. Maybe not on Sundays, but the Saturdays and the Fridays, I actually do not mind the shotgun start. Well, Sunday they're smart to not to try to stick with Sundays because they will lose in ratings to the PGA Tour. I think they're still doing Sundays, aren't they? Aren't they Friday, Saturday, Sunday? I don't know, but I'm not watching them on the Sunday. I'll be watching the PGA Tour over live. I will too, but I, I was just I was kind of surprised to see how little people were at that event. That was just kind of the one thing I was like, well, that you just think the second season. Yes, it's in Mexico, so I guess it's not really a fucking heavy golf place. You know, yeah. it's more for cocaine. I guess so. But Poof's kind of calling you out in a way, too. What do you say? My brother in Christ. It's 10 tournaments. Are you not expect to play every game in every other sport if you're not injured? If we are really feeling bad for these guys, y'all soft. I'm not feeling bad. Not feeling bad. I just wanted to go through like what the actual rules and implications were about these guys going over to live, and it just seems like it's a little bit more serious than what these guys had in, in, anticipated. If I find the See tweet, blue, fuck you. If I find the tweet, I'll put it on our Twitter, our Instagram page, and our Facebook, which you follow at the Sports Cave One on Twitter and Instagram, and at the Sports Cave on Facebook. All that shit, baby. All right, um, that's it for golf. You got your pick? I'm going for Arnie. You know what? Just because I'm a fucking Canadian biased, I'm going to go with Corey Connors. That's a terrible pick. Why is that a terrible pick? I want you to put money on it this weekend that he finishes top 10. I won't say winning, top 10. You know what? I I actually, I'll put money on him finishing top 10. I'll put 50 bucks on it. Will you? I got to see how he's done. Because I'll do I'll do a Canadian. I'll either do there's three there's three Canadians I can choose from. There's Corey Connors, Noah Taylor, and Adam Hadwin. Connors is the most decorated. He's probably the best ranked. Noah Taylor's probably been playing the best lately. Hadwin, I just take him out of the equation. It's gonna be between Noah Taylor and uh and Connors. Bob, if you had to choose between those two, who are you putting your money on? Here he says he's going. He's going with Rory. Him and Plufer. No, I'm saying between Connors and Taylor. Oh, I don't know. Good question. All right. Um, shall we transition over to baseball, or shall we wait for his answer? Uh, you can try. We can transition. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll speak it out when I see it. Sure. He Did said Taylor. Play- okay. Yeah. He has been playing some good golf lately. Did you get a chance to see um the Manny Machado contract extension? I did. I did. 11 years, $350 million. The Padres did not hesitate the second he said, yes, I'm opting out. And he was looking for near $40 million. He got less than, but he's got 11 years, $350 million, which is a little bit over 30 still. However, he's a Padre for life, and they must have told him, it's like, listen, we love to get you $40 million, but here's our game. We also plan. want to win. Here's our game plan. What's so scary about this Padres team's heck? Until 2030, Machado, Tatis, and Alexander Bogarts are going to be a fucking team for that long. And yeah. and the owners already come out and said we're going to do everything in our power to keep Juan Soto or bring in Shohei Otani. 
Oh my fucking god. Now, Zach, this is why. This is why I say there should be no salary cap in baseball. Not because I'm a Yankees fan. They always have the highest payroll. These owners have the money. Yeah, let them spend it. They have billion-dollar corporations, hence the reason why they can own a fucking team. Every team across baseball is a fucking billionaire owner. You can't afford it anymore? Sell it off. That's your fucking problem for hanging on to the team that you can't provide dick for. The Pirates, the Guardians, the Orioles, the Athletics, that's your problem. Yeah. Money, yeah, but ship it off to someone who can afford it. Baseball movie to ever be made because it speaks to the relevancy of Major League Baseball. Generally, you, um... we need the money. You're not going to give the money, then I guess we're going to work our ass off, but we'll never compete with the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Astros, the Cubs, the Dodgers, and now the Padres. I agree with you. Um, are you good to hold the fort down for 30 seconds? I'm going to piss my pants. No, I need you here for 30 seconds. You got to piss in the bottle. All right, I'll be right back. Rob, you hold it down. Hold it down. I'm going to do my best to hold it down. This just came completely out of nowhere. Some fucking guy I have here. I don't know how he hasn't learned his lesson. You always piss before the stream. So, Manny Machado with the Padres, 11 years, $350 million, and the contract takes effective immediately due to the fact that he was set to be a free agent after this year. They'll have him for 11 more years. I want to do the math so everyone can know um, what he's getting per year. He's getting $31.82 million If we're going to look at it, you know, the correct political way, 31.8181818181. So it's just going to go on and on and on with 8-1. The Padres, it's fucking hilarious. Now, Manny Machado's age, which I can get for everybody in just a moment. Um, I know he's definitely younger tw- or late 20s, early 30s. He's 30 years old. They're going to have him until he's 41, just like they're going to have Bogarts till he's in his late 30s, early 40s. Same thing with Juan Soda. Ploof said piss on stream. He called you a bitch. Well, Ploof, you did not want to see that. That thing came out with like fucking 95 PSI. Well, that's impressive. I was just I telling you. Power wash the side of the house. 41 years old. And now my prediction in case he was to become a free agent of becoming a New York Met is gone. Who are you talking about there? You said... um. Um, fucking uh, Machado. When Manny Machado said that he's going to test free agency, I said if that happens, he's going to become a New York Met because the Mets will pay him. Well, now he's not going to be a Met. Yeah, I'd have to say that that is uh, obviously not in the equation anymore. Nope. Um, Does that mean the Mets spending is done for a little bit? No, they're going to do everything they can to get Shohei Otani. They're going to do what That's they can. Going to be a contract. Yeah, Shohei's either going to end up with the Angels still, the Dodgers, the Mets, the Yankees. That's what that's going to end up being. Um, so Machado, I, I don't think it's a bad deal. They Zach, they're only paying him $31 million. It's electively the same contract. So I don't know if you're here when I said it. It sounds like they're going to do whatever they can to get Juan Soto and Shohei Otani. Or, I mean, fuck, like, they get... Or. Yeah, I was going to say, they, they get both those guys with the roster they already have like you said though man that that's going to be a team with that trio on offense is going to be even defensively actually too just having them having those three guys in your team for fucking 10 years bogarts isn't the best defensive shortstop but he's gotten better 
And he's going to end up being shortstop because Tatis is going to go somewhere in the outfield, probably left or center. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm so I'm, I'm glad to see what the Padres are doing because the owner, I think, is going to realize he will lose money from his capital gain. But you have to start somewhere to build a fan yep. base, bring these people in. And for the next, let's say, five, six years, okay, these guys are still mashing baseballs. They're going to be selling out their, their stadium every fucking Oh, my day. God, yeah. They're going to make so much money. Mm-hmm. Jersey sales, stadium sales, fucking everything. And can I say this about Manny Machado? Anytime he was viewed on Twitter, Sports Center, whatever, it was always as the villain. This guy's matured so much. And he's become, he is. Everyone says that's supposed to be Fernando Tati. It's not. Manny Machado is the San Diego Padres. He's the new franchise stone that they haven't had since Tony Gwynn Jr. He may not be the best because Tatis is better, but the maturity and the leadership these guys buy into. Yeah, he's the guy they need. And who knows, man? He might be that guy now to when they fight. If that team can stay healthy and drug free, they could easily be competing for a World Series next year. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And I mean, the Jays are going to win it. Yeah, but they'll be right there. Yeah, you guys are really going to win with Tyosca Hernandez, huh? Can't believe you guys let him go. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. It wasn't my decision. Okay? Was I would have loved to keep him. I'm sorry. That's terrible. That's fucking terrible. What else I got here in baseball? So have you seen, Um, have you watched any of the spring training or seen the things on Twitter with the pitch clock? Yes, it is. Re- I'm going to use the word again. Retarded. <laughs> <coughs> I understand, like, they're trying to fucking be, <coughs> excuse me. They're trying to be super strict on it right now <laughs> to kind of set up the president for the start of the season. Tatis is going to stay, Dad. It just seems like I understand they're trying to speed it up, but it just seems so fucking stupid what they're doing. Like that pitch clock, I, I I get it, but I also do not understand it. Like they have they have games ending because of a fucking pitch clock. Is that not stupid? I don't think it's stupid, Zach. I think the pitch clock's going to do a lot of good things. The only thing I would say is instead Maybe of... don't have it in the ninth? No, I would say 15 seconds is too short. I would say 20 seconds because that five seconds makes a big difference. I'd say 20 seconds for no runners on and 25 with with a runner on. And I think that will change. I think it yeah, will. It's, like, this is, the, this is, is the first time. Why? I saw a lot of videos today on Twitter of just how long the game could take, not because of stars, but because of relievers. There was a video. I, I, I think it was a Cubs game. And this guy's like, I'm going to do a video where Jose Altuve hit an inside the park home run. It was probably like 20 seconds. Uh, yeah, a- I saw that video too. It was like seven seconds till the next pitch was thrown. That's yeah. ridiculous, bro. It was like so- seven inside. Yeah, it was. Oh, Tobias Harris has walked through the gate. He's walking back to the room injured. Nice. Philly's going down shambles tonight. Um, what I want to say. Ten- what I want to say was is, I'm a big. I, I'm. You know I'm old school as it comes when it comes to baseball. If you've been listening to this show for all the years I've been doing this, you know I'm as old school as it comes. When I went to the minor league game and there was the pitch clock, it didn't feel like anything really changed. It didn't really feel like anything changed. And honestly, 
in the 70s and the 80s, you know, so I'm going to have this argument with my grandfather when he comes back home. Games were taking two and a half hours. Nowadays, it's, I'm so glad it happened to that uh, Guardians pitcher because he aggravated me last year. This is what he does. The second he catches the ball, all right, for those of you in the podcast, sorry, you're missing out. For you on Twitch, this is what he does. Catches the ball. For those uh, just listening, he is juggling. And then sets and then sets the ball in his glove, and then he's fucking dancing for his set and everything. And they unleash it. Like, it takes him like forty five seconds. Epileptic. Pitch. So there's a video of that same dude who's doing this fucking toss routine, and he asks for a ball. So okay, you want a ball? You're on the mound. All right, clock's still running, as it should, because that's definitely. The umpires are going to have to make a judgment call on when time can be called. Time was always granted. Not the case anymore. Okay? It, it's so what, a- just, so, just so I am understanding of the rules, the rule is that the batter has to be in the batter's box looking at the pitcher with eight seconds left on the clock. Right? That's, that's the rule? Okay. And by that time, that should be plenty of time for the pitcher to have his pitch. And, and what's beautiful now, Zach, compared to back then, Pitchcom, the little device that they use. So, you know, before the batter, you know, as he's walking to the plate. So they're going to give him time, too. So when they come to play, it's not like they got to sprint to the batter's box and then immediately get in the box. You know what I mean? They'll give him. Yeah. And once, you know, at some point, they got to get right in. You know, this reminds me right now of like um, a couple years ago in the NHL. Actually, this is going back probably five years ago. Uh, the NHL used to be so bad with um, people slashing hands. Like when you come down the ice, like I would hack you in the hand, you lose the puck. It would never be a call because it would, it just looked like a little love tap. Sidney Crosby did that to a guy in Ottawa and literally took the tip of the guy's finger right off. And then that off season, they had a cha- a rule change. Dude, that fucking next preseason, if your stick even tapped a guy in the hand area, pant area, it was a slashing call. It's now been not. I'm not going to say it got a little more lenient because it is still pretty strict, but it has fizzled out a little bit. So I'm pretty sure that's what's going to happen with this. It's going to be strictly enforced. They'll figure out what's working, what's not working, and they'll adapt. Now, let me ask you, because I would say you're an average baseball fan who's not as into it as I am, correct? Yeah, I'd probably even say maybe below average. From your perspective, would you rather see a pitcher go seven innings, ten strikeouts, or would you rather see your team hit Nine to 13 hits collectively as a team. Nine to 13 hits. Okay. So with everything that they're implementing, by making the bases bigger, by um, no more shifts, what people have to understand is as a human society, we are evolving. Okay? When I first started watching baseball, 96 miles an hour was a flamethrower. In the late 90s, the early 2000s, to even the late 2000s, okay? Nowadays, most pitchers, if you can't throw yeah, 90 miles not, an hour, you're not in the league. You're not cut. You're not cut for it. So the newest thing they're also talking about is putting a little more weight onto the baseball. I'm not opposed to it. Here's the thing, Zach. Here's the thing. You just told me. You like watching 9 to 13 hits. Let but, them take steroids. I'm cool with that, too. I've been saying it for years. I don't give a fuck. Maybe not steroids. What, what is it? Testosterone, HGH? Steroids, testosterone, HGH. Let yeah. them fucking get jacked up a little bit. You know? Yeah. It's not a physical sport. It's a sport where you could allow it. 
in a way, too. You also got to think of the pitcher safety of Stan's on steroids. Are Stan's already big as it is? Imagine him on steroids and and, and dude, he hits the ball 120 miles an hour in a ground ball, and now goes back to the pitcher an extra six miles an hour. Oh, oh. this is what I'm talking about. Where the games evolved and the bodies have evolved from. You yeah, know, with, that guy might die. The think think about all the big fucking dudes in baseball: Stanton, Judge, Mike Trout, oh, Vlad, big boy, Vlad, big fat. Big fatty Vlad. Rizzo. I mean, if I'm going to be honest, the Yankees have pretty much every fucking big motherfucker in baseball. Jordan Alvarez with Houston. Freddie Freeman's a big boy. There's a couple of big fellas. There is a couple of big fellas. <laughs> Let Rafi juice. Hey, you know, poof, there is a lefty in, in the Red Sox who did juice once in a very blue moon that they covered up. <clears throat> big poppy. Anyways, um, so we're going to see a lot of 0-1s and a lot of balks, but that one does stand out with the one with the Red Sox and the Braves. You didn't get in the box in time. That's on you. That's on you. And he's probably a minor league ball player, so he should know by now. Yeah, it's, I mean, it, it's, I'll get used to it. To me right now, it seems stupid, but I'm sure I'll get used to it. I love the bigger bases, too, because I watched the video. That I like. Anthony Volpe stole second and third in back-to-back pitches. Love it. That I do like. That should make the game a little more exciting, a little bit more. More stolen bases. We'll see people scoring. 30, 50 bags again. Analytics and the human race body growth are the reason why baseball got to where it got and boring. Had to make these moves. Had to make. Yeah. Now, the only thing I am concerned about is the robot umps because I feel like that's going to take away from, you know, you see Angel Hernandez like, oh, oh, dude, Zach, I saw a clip on Twitter. Do you know who Joe West is? The umpire? The big fucking big old guy. Remember Angel? You know, Angel Hernandez, right? Oh, yeah. You know they were at one point in the same umpiring crew. Really? Like, going to that game. Imagine and that fucking umpire. Oh my imagine, god! I was gonna say, imagine being a player in that game. It's like, all right, who's who's the umpire crew? Well, it's led off with Angel Hernandez and Joe West. Fuck! Like we're not playing. We're forfeiting. Yeah. Yes. Those two retards can go fuck themselves. Sorry, sorry. Joe West is retired now. Angel Hernandez is still in the game. You say he's retired? Retired. Oh. You're retarded. Yeah, I came at you there, you little bitch. You know, it's like it's like what Michael Scott says, right? Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to call retarded people retards. You're <sighs> supposed to call your friends retarded when they're are you supposed to call your friends retards when they're acting retarded. <laughs> okay, so Manny Machado's off the list now for free. She's heading to the off season. There's realistically only one marquee name left for free agency. And it's not with it. Machado was a guaranteed free agent because Manny Machado could have opted into his contract to finish out the last like four or six years, whatever it was. There's only one marquee superstar free agent left out there. This winter, this upcoming winter to next year, the talk of baseball is going to be one and only Shohei Otani. Where will he go? And how much money? Will he make? That's got to be a record, right? Like what he signs has got to it's got to break a record. Oh yeah, he's the modern day Babe Ruth. Who has the record right now? Is it still Trout? Scherzer and Verlander both making forty three mil. So he he's gonna. What do you think? Forty seven, fifty, fifty or more, fifty or more. There's a reason why the Dodgers didn't bring back Trey Turner this year. Fifty million or more. He's going to get fucking paid. I mean, deservably so. Yes. 
The guy is basically a modern-day Babe Ruth. He is a modern-day Babe Ruth. And he can run unlike Babe Ruth. Dude, I want to go see a Shohei Otani game at Yankee Stadium. The problem is, is every fucking year, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I don't have how far is Toronto from you? Like twenty minutes. Yeah, must be nice. Yankee Stadium is probably going to take me an hour and forty five to get there, and two and a half to get back home and get up my ass really early for work the next day. And I just if I, if I get on a uh, if I get on a during a Blue Jays game, if you're driving there, you're probably lucky to get down there in like forty five to an hour. That's not that bad but though. So the game I get on the go train. What time do you get up for work? Five. Okay, so what's say you get home at eleven? Well, no, the game's like seven. So I, I never drive to a Blue Jays game because I know I'm going to be drinking. Put it like this now, okay? Baseball's goal is to end the game. You know, the game's to finish thirty to forty five minutes earlier. So what was a three hour game? So let's say it's seven to ten. Let's say your game ends at nine thirty. What time do you think you will get home? If I'm at nine thirty, I'm go training home. I'm probably home by eleven. So you get at least six hours of rest. Yeah, because I got to. So basically, the way Toronto works is the go station or the train that I take to take me to downtown goes right into this place called Union Station, which is essentially connected to Scotiabank Arena where the Raptors and Leafs play. You walk out of there, you walk five minutes down the road, and you're at uh, Rogers Center. For me, um, you're better off driving the train, taking the train, because New York, you're stopping. Everywhere in New York, and you're stopping. Yeah, you probably everywhere. got a lot of guys beating their dicks off on that train too in New York. No, not really. No, that's a subway, not the train. That's a subway. Oh yes, you're right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Same thing uh, in Toronto. Um, and then I got to drive down to the tri-state. So whether it's Greenwich, Bridgeport, New Haven, wherever in the tri-state, I'm gonna have to fucking go down there, which is already an hour away from my house. You know where I live now. So I probably get home for one, two o'clock in the morning, and probably got to be up for. I think six o'clock now at this new job. So, well, I think it'd be worth it. Plus, you can always just lie to work and say you got like a doctor's appointment in the in the morning. I want to just start this new job. No way, bro. <laughs> Which Kev, I would never do. By the way, Kevin, he's doing it. Though. You know, you just got busted. But yeah, Ploof. You know what? Fuck you. It must be nice to be fifteen minutes away from Fenway. Yeah, Ploof's in a pretty ideal situation. Yeah, I remember I ate a. Uh, I was a friend of. A friend, we went to their uh, place for like a pre-party with the Blue Jays game going on. They had the dome open, and you could, from this guy's balcony, just basically watch the entire fucking Blue Jays game. That's insane. And the, the you know what? I give Ploof compared to us. I need my sleep. I need my sleep. I'm the same way too. Like, I mean, I'm good for a couple. You know what? I keep saying I need my sleep, but then it's like every fucking night I wake up at five, I go to bed at goddamn eleven thirty, twelve o'clock. I remember when I first started being an electrician, I was going to sleep at fucking eight o'clock every night. Jesus Christ, you fucking bitch. Oh, no, I, took I couldn't even think of that. Practice tomorrow. Yippee. Um, all right. Last thing we got to talk about baseball. And then we got to get out of here because my phone's on 6%. Yep. I ask you, do you remember who won the World Series in 2019? Phillies? No, um, uh, Nationals? Yes. Yeah. Only four years ago. Why the fuck are they one of the worst teams in baseball? Well, I mean, that was a pretty, like, incredible story when they won that year, too, right? I don't think anyone really had them winning. No one did. Snuck on in there. But it's a matter of how they handled their free agency that year. 
They also had Juan Soto. Juan Soto. I mean, you're going to lose that guy. You're not going to get any better. Let's be honest. Because here's what I'm going to tell you. They signed Steven Strasburg to like 25 plus million dollars. Same thing with Patrick Corbin. And these guys have been. Patrick Corbin had like a seven ERA at some point last season. Steven Strasburg's barely touched the mound like he's done throughout his whole career. And had you not paid those two guys, you probably still could be contenders with Trey Turner and Juan Soto. Well, I mean, they did get their championship, so I guess it's a six. Oh, no, it's not because they're not like the Royals where the Royals literally couldn't afford to pay all the players that they had in that championship team. Nationals have more money than what the Royals have. This is a problem for the Royals. Or, or the Nationals, excuse me. I was going to say. They, they should have been able to decide, you know what, we're going to keep Scherzer, we're going to keep Soto, or we're going to keep Scherzer, Turner, or Turner and Soto move on from Scherzer. You know what I mean? They had options. Um, I have some other NBA things, or MLB things for you. MLB teams hitting Hit under... With them. MLB teams hitting under 240 collectively. I saw this tweet. 1998 to 2009, 0. 2010, 1. 2011, 2. 2012, 5. Same with 13. 2014, 4. 2015, 0. 2016, 1. As well as 2017, 1. 2018, 8 teams in under 240. 2019, 4 teams did. 2020, with only 60 games because of the COVID season, 11. The following year, 12. Last year, 14. Is that number going to keep going up this year? Nope. Because the I don't is- think so. Yeah. That's why they did what they did. And lastly, with baseball, the highest paid infielders for 2023 season, there's nine of them. Could you guess who the highest paid one is? Highest paid infielder? Yes. NL or AL? AL. The top two are AL. And they're both in the AL West. Oh my God, I would have no idea to be honest with you. Los Angeles Angels, third baseman. I don't even know how players are baseball. Anthony Rendon, thirty-eight and a half. <laughs> Corey Seager, thirty-five and a half. Followed by Nolan Arenado, thirty-five. Lindor, thirty-four point one. Correa, thirty-three point three. Machado, thirty-two. Bregman, thirty point one. Altuve, twenty-nine. And Trey Turner, twenty-seven point seven. And of all those players, the best infielder in my eyes is between Manny Machado and Trey Turner. Well, like I said, folks, I'm a very casual baseball fan. Um, This is the year where I do anticipate on getting more and more into it because I now am a co-host of a sports podcast, so I really feel like I'm going to up the old knowledge. That's it. Um, All right, my phone's going to die here, So, and it's 930. Another fucking crazy episode. That was a doozy tonight, folks. Ladies and gentlemen, Zach will not be here next week, but I got a former colleague of the show. Paulo's going to be back. We're going to be talking next Monday about a bunch of different shit. Bing, uh, bang. Thurman. Paulo's going to be back next Monday, um, and we're going to have a pretty good time, so make sure you tune in because I'm sure there's going to be a lot of crazy shit that both of us say. I, um, I trust you guys to do a thorough review of the trade deadline. Yeah, that's probably not going to happen, especially with Paulo. Paulo and I, it's probably going to be strictly football and basketball because he ain't much of a – and UFC. We'll definitely recap UFC. Well, does any of big trades happen? Just mention them. I'll do my best. I'll do my best. I'll uh, I'll, tr- I'll try to tune in once I uh, – I'm supposed to land at 8.15, so. Like, I, 
it would be like an end show type thing where it's like I make that little note for you. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds good to me. It, trust me, you're not probably going to hear any baseball neither because uh, he don't he don't like baseball. Well, I'll be back in two weeks, folks. I'm going to Vancouver. I'm going to party up a little bit. Uh, Robbie's going to hold the four town. Paulo, thank you very much for subbing in. All right. We'll talk to Zach in two weeks. Paul and I will be here live next Monday here on Twitch. Make sure you tune in. And as always, I'm going to have to handle the fort next week. But Zach, for your vacation, close us out. I'll try to make this one extra special. I have a burp coming, so excuse me. <laughs> Thank you all for tuning in to quite a long but interesting and informative episode of The Sports Cave. And as always, we appreciate you guys tuning in every Monday. It makes us the happiest fellas in the world. And with that, stay sexy, Sports Cave. <laughs>